If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It appears the alarm clock did go off for Cleveland. It went off about about halftime. Eh? They passed around some smelling salts. They woke up. They're like, okay, we have a little more work, a little more work here, and they did. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. Back at it again. We're in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate court, uh, quote. Now, if you had Marcus Smart scoring a zillion points for the Boston Celtics, he had a great game, right? 7 of 10 from three-point shooting uh, in the previous game, game three. And it was back to reality for Marcus Smart, who was called 
Uh, a different name by Marv Albert during the broadcast, but the Celtics guard, who for all intensive purposes has replaced Isaiah Thomas, took nine shots. He made one of them, one of five from three-point range, and if they had gotten, they being Boston, just a, a little bit out of Marcus Smart, they likely would have won this game. Certainly a, a very winnable opportunity, but the Cleveland Cavaliers rally back, and the buzzword of the week continued for the Cavaliers. Uh, not a masterpiece by LeBron James. In fact, the stat line misleading considering the fact that it was Kyrie Irving that did most of the damage, most of the damage in that third quarter when Cleveland outscored Boston by 17 points in the third quarter. So there is some context that is required because if you say, well, LeBron had 34 points, six assists and five rebounds, that's not a a bad performance, and those numbers are not bad. But LeBron was not the centerpiece of the Cavaliers' comeback. That was Kyrie Irving who for a period of time had an out-of-body experience. And he was so good in the third quarter, I'm starting to think the earth is flat. That's how good Kyrie Irving was for Cleveland, hitting shots all over the place. And the Cavaliers, who were just a pedestrian team in the first half, they were nothing spectacular. They weren't terrible. Boston played better in the first quarter. The second quarter was even. The Cavaliers shot 47% in the first half. In the second half, 71%. 71% shooting in the second half, and that's how you turn a 10-point deficit into a 13-point win. And now the Celtics are down three games to one, and the Cleveland Cavaliers can wrap it up on Thursday. But this was, again, more about Kyrie Irving. I wanted to talk about it because Kyrie Irving he had a playoff career high, 42 points on 15 of 22 from the floor. And it was what he said after the game. Irving, they stuck a mic right in his face on the, the TV broadcast, and Kyrie Irving said, quote, we need to hit adversity to grow. That was the quote from Kyrie Irving. And the reaction I had to that, I, I, was, like, I was pointing at my TV and I was laughing. I said, what kind of bizarro world is Kyrie Irving living in? And I wanted to talk in, and get in depth on that, and I'll, and I'll tell you why I said that. Now, now leading off, uh, any problem the Cavaliers have had in against Boston, any problem, and they're very small problems, have been what? They've been self-inflicted. Cleveland played disinterested basketball in the second half in Game 3. We've chronicled that, and in the first quarter, they were sloppy. And you play with an indifferent approach, you're going to allow the Celtics to have a chance. Now, in my handbook, and I've written and rewritten this handbook many times, complacency does not count as adversity. You can't, like, interchange adversity and complacency because that's the the issue here for, for Cleveland when they have not looked particularly good at a couple of points the last two games. Kyrie Irving was pretty much piggybacking off LeBron James and his buzzword he said the other night, talking about adversity. That's big buzzword LeBron cooked up for this series. Now, in addition, the Cavaliers, unless I've missed something, and I'd love you for you to tell me if I've missed something. I've not, uh, I've not paid any attention to it. If I have missed it, it's gone right over my head here. The Cavs have had no distress. There's been no suffering. And so the, the adversity label, which is now the talking point for the Cavaliers, uh, let's nip that in the bud. You've got to keep in mind that that is by design. 
Uh, Cleveland has benefited greatly from location, location, location. They are in the JV conference. They pick and choose when they want to play. They pick and choose when they want to play hard. There have been no crippling injuries, none at all. For a second, it looked like Kyrie Irving hurt his ankle, and that could have been shifting everything around in the basketball world. Right, all Everything would have been jumbled up. No game-changing events the Cavaliers have had to overcome. There's been none of that. Uh, let's hear from Kyrie Irving, uh, the man that believes the planet you are standing on right now is not round, that NASA has lied to you. The space program, not only in America, but in Russia and in China and Japan and all these other countries, they are they are a bunch of con people, and uh, they have gotten together, and all those photographs of planet Earth are, they're not real. They're just an illusion, and the planet is actually flat. Here's Kyrie again trying to go with the narrative of adversity for his team. It was one of those games that, you know, we had to fight through and we and we had to earn it. And, um, you know, that, that Boston Celtics team is coached well, very well coached. Um, they gave us everything they had, and uh, we had to withstand some runs. And in the third and fourth quarter, we uh, we were able to withstand them and create a, a separation for, our, for ourselves. Kyrie, you said that Celtic team's well coached. Can I get a list of the teams that aren't well coached? Just so I can compare and contrast, like the well-coached teams and the teams that aren't well-coached. I just, I, I'm curious. I just want to know. Uh, here's more from Kyrie. He was limping around for a second, clearly playing to the cameras. Uh, his ankle looked mutilated, and then he rose back up immediately. And voila, he was wonderful. Uh, what the hell happened? I'm just thankful that uh, I've twisted my ankle so many times that – plays like that um you know you have two choices either you could you know sit there and kind of will in the sorrow of you actually twisting your ankle or um, capture the moment my adrenaline is still going at this point um so I'm pretty sure when I get home I'm uh my body will probably hate me but it's the magnitude of, of the moment and what's at stake and I, I wasn't coming out for any any margin I, I wasn't I wasn't coming out I knew how much we needed this game and how much my teammates needed me the importance of uh me leading these guys as well as Brian so you're a gladiator, Kyrie. You're a gladiator. Did he just use the word sorrow with a sprained ankle? I've never heard anyone mention the word sorrow involved with a sprained ankle. That's have you heard? I've never heard that before. That's a, that's that's awesome. Isn't that great? Maybe that's because he was born in Australia. That's like a, in an Australian thing. No, can I hear that? I want to hear that again. So Kyrie Irving has a he twists his ankle a little bit, and he mentions the word sorrow. Did you, let's listen. Here we go. I'm just thankful that uh, I've twisted my ankle so many times that plays like that. Um, you know, you have two choices: either you could, you know, sit there and kind of will in the sorrow of you actually twisting your ankle, or uh, <laughs> capture the moment. Was it roll in the sorrow? Is that what he said? Is that what was the word before that? It was. Uh, I know the sorrow part there couldn't understand the word before that it wasn't rolling sorrow Let's I'm just thankful that uh, I've twisted my ankle so many times that plays like that um you know you have two choices either you could you know sit there and kind of will in the sorrow will, you actually will. twisting your ankle yeah he said will in the sorrow yeah that doesn't make sense that will in the sorrow <laughs> it's like will and grace what's he getting at there will in the sorrow was that somebody trying to act Act all smart like a brainiac and then, 
Will and the Sorrow. Okay. It's a new one. Did he learn that the uh, two weeks he was at Duke? Did he, did he learn that when he – maybe he learned that when he was in New Jersey because he uh, – I think he went to high school in New Jersey. Probably, do you think he actually went to class, though? He's such a good basketball player. He probably didn't have to go to class. I would think not. Uh, I don't both, know about you, Ben, but I'm yes? using that from now on. Will Will and the Sorrow? Yeah. Good. I think we should all use that. Whenever we have a bad segment, which very rarely happens, ever since we stopped giving out the phone number, the show's gone through the roof here. But if we ever do end up having a, a step back, then we'll will in the sorrow. That's what we'll do. Uh, here's LeBron James. LeBron James. Now, all professional athletes are kind of cut out of the same cloth here in the respect that they want everyone to believe that they have the toughest possible things going on in their lives, that adversity is everywhere. We mentioned the quote from Kyrie, which piggybacked off LeBron James. Uh, now the question is about closing out the Boston Celtics and listen to LeBron give a song and dance about the level of difficulty that the Cavaliers are going to face. Close our game is always the hardest. And, um, and then also you're doing it in Boston. It's going to make it even harder. You know, so, you know, we have to go in with the bunker mentality as we had in game one and game two to go out and do what we do. Um, but we have to defend. We have to execute offensively. We have to have low turnovers. And we have to, uh, we have to try to make them miss because, um, you know, some of those guys play a lot better at home. You know, it's just how the game be played. But we play the game and we'll see what happens. What the hell is he talking about? They just Cleveland just won by forty-four points in Boston. The Celtics play better at home. Some of those guys play. Who plays better on the Celtics at home? They've been a much better team in Cleveland than they were at home. Stop, listen, stop. If as long as the Cavaliers show up and uh, are able to make it to the arena on time. Now, there will be some foul calls that go against the Cavaliers. The NBA would really like to see an extra extra game in addition to the five games that we're going to get, game on Thursday. They would love a game this week because you want to build up the, the hype around the NBA Finals. It's a little tougher to do that when there's no game over the weekend. So the marketing department for the NBA would really like to see Cleveland lose game five on Thursday. But that, that does not mean that the they are going to lose the game on Thursday. Right, the final point here, the, the adversity in this particular series is all on the side of the, the Boston Celtics here, if you want to play that game. They lost their MVP. They're all-star out for the playoffs. And uh, Boston was put in the organ grinder. We mentioned the 44-point loss at home on Friday, the most embarrassing performance in the history of the Celtics franchise. And so if you want to give a scoreboard on misfortune and hardship, then the Celtics are not going to win that. Uh, They're not. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia, we have live baseball action. And if you're listening to the podcast, if the game's still going on while we're doing this on the podcast, boy, that, that would, would be, be a record. Probably. That would be something. But no. as we are doing the show live, the Cardinals, the cheating Cardinals, and the good guy Dodgers are tied at one in the 13th inning. The Dodgers have two hits in 12 completed innings of baseball. 
and they're in the bottom of the 13th now. now. Clayton Kershaw Two. went to the ninth, and uh, Wild Pitch brought home the tying run. I would fine Yasmani Grandal $10 million for That's not a pretty hefty that. fine, Ben. I would. That I think is, that might, might draw like a grievance or you something. You have one job as a catcher. One You're job. You're saying that was, a, that was a pass ball that was not a wild pitch? What? He should have caught the ball. I would have caught the ball. That's a lie. I would have abs- I'm a trained professional athlete. I could have caught that ball. That's another lie. I would have stopped the ball from going all the way to the backstop. And then he looked around like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't know where the ball is. I don't know where the ball is. That's what he sounded like. I don't think he really it's embarrassing. sounded like that. It's an embarrassing job by him. Yeah. So we're getting Played. some extra baseball here in Los Angeles. It's not good. You know why it's not good, Eddie? Why is it not good? Because that game's on our affiliate in <laughs> L.A. right now. Oh, we're not on in L.A. Our, right now. Our fine listeners on the radio. here in Los Angeles cannot hear us. Well, the smart ones are on iHeart. That's listening true. Or, or there are other options. Satellite. Los Angeles, hello. I'd say satellite, but we cover up by some uh, youth soccer yeah. game again or something uh, like that. Actually, is yes. Is there an AYSO <laughs> game on tonight? You know, the, the night before, it was like USA and yeah. I don't know, Ecuador or something. Okay. Last night, it was England and... Uh, who was it? Uh, Belize or something? Oh, Belize. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me tell you. If there's one thing I know about our guys that are truck drivers, they want to hear what's going on with the Belize soccer world. That's what they want to know. It probably wasn't Belize, but it was somebody like yeah. Belize. No, it's very important. Very Belize-like. No, it's very important. Listen, there's Oh, that, no, it was, it was Guinea. That is, Eddie, let me tell you something. It was Guinea. Right? That is on the pulse of the audience is what that not is. Not sure where Guinea is. I think is. we should give more updates on international soccer. I think it's in Africa. Not sure. Football. And I, no, I'm not. Do not call if you're going to give me the same old argument. I it is a final. It's all the over. Dodgers the Dodgers have won, won the pennant. Have the Dodgers the have won the pennant. The Dodgers have won the pennant. No? Yeah. It's only a game in May. The cheating Cardinals have lost. All is right in the world. The good guys have won the game. So how long before our L.A. listeners can now hear us on the radio? Three hours of Dodger <laughs> post-game programming in L.A. will be on maybe for the last segment of our show. All right. We'll save Possibly. the best for that last hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we'll be like the Cavaliers, Eddie. We'll, we'll just have complacency. We'll go through the motions. We'll just kind of you know work around everything. But they, How did they win the game, by the way? Uh, Kike Hernandez with a uh, double, I guess. Oh, is that, the, is the that right Jonathan field? Broxton? It, it is. Oh, yeah, he's always sucked at Dodger Stadium. He's been <laughs> well, that was bad when he was with the Dodgers. Oh, it looks like Kike scored. Oh, he scored. Foresight. Oh, Logan Foresight actually had a hit. Uh, he's a bum. I don't care. I don't like him. Uh, he's uh, terrible. All right, uh, very good. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part of the program, uh, this is your chance. You find the number. I know you're smart enough to do that uh, and yap at us. And you can give us a call. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. At Ben Maller, if you'd like to be part of the festivities there. And follow us on Facebook. Like our page on Facebook. It's Ben Maller Show. Ben Maller Show on Facebook. Exposed to contamination. We will get to that. And we'll do it next. All right, it's Ben Maller Show on Fox. And get at us on Twitter, at Ben Maller, at Ben Maller. Daryl writes and says, Clayton Kershaw suffers from amethophobia, the fear of birds. Is that? I don't think he spelled that right, or I didn't say it right. Uh, Will says, I-, I think tonight you'll be covered up uh, by rugby with uh, Senegal playing on, uh, on Sirius XM. Well, I hope so. I, I hope uh, it would be great. I know what truck drivers want to hear. They want to hear rugby. That's what they want. Uh, big demand 
Give me more rugby. That's just what you need. Yes? Exactly. All right. So, meanwhile, let's uh, talk about a, an issue. We, we Yesterday we broke down. I had great reaction on the email. People really enjoyed the debate about a tuna fish sandwich and a tuna steak sandwich by the guy and his girlfriend that called up from Oregon. It was compelling. It was entertaining. It was mildly stimulating radio. So today I would like to challenge and have some conversation, challenge you to a conversation about the five-second rule. Do you, first of all, know what the five-second rule is? I think most men know what the five-second rule is. Uh, Occasionally it's been referred to as the three-second rule. I'm old school. I go with the five-second. And it involves a very simple concept. It's not that hard. Chop uh, a little food, and uh, there's a certain window of time. I say five seconds. Other people say three seconds. If you're very fast and you're able to pick the food up, no harm, no foul. Even though you drop the food and it's been exposed to contamination, if it's a small amount of time, you're good. I bring this up because while watching on TNT – the post-game coverage to uh, the, the, the Cavaliers Celtic games. Check this out. And they had a whole spread of food in front of Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, and Shaquille O'Neal. And I, I didn't catch the beginning of it, so I really don't know why the food was there. I assume it was just to keep Charles focused and Shaq focused, so they just put a bunch of ribs and uh, mac and cheese and some other stuff. Wouldn't that hurt their focus? In front of these guys. Well, no, because the food was in front of the camera, so they had to look at the food, and then they allowed them to eat while they were on. It was very oh, very odd. Little taste. So there you go. I'm watching this, and they're all talking, having a great time. It's a, it's a fine show. I think it's a really good show. And Ernie Johnson is a true believer in the five-second because he starts eating some mac and cheese while, like, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal are going at it. And so Ernie Johnson is eating the mac and cheese. And then, to my amazement, he drops a little piece. Because you, know, you eat the mac and cheese with a fork, sometimes it falls off the side of the fork. And so on live television, Ernie Johnson is eating mac and cheese, which is just great television. He then drops some of the mac and cheese on the, the countertop, which had a bunch of paper. Uh, and it appeared to fall on uh, one of the pieces of paper there. And then Ernie, very smoothly... Uh, he went and he picked it up off the table and he popped it in his mouth and started chewing it. So he's a believer in the five-second rule. Yeah, countertop, though. That's not floor. I mean, uh, that's, Eddie, a whole, that's a Eddie, whole different. it uh, was paper and there's ink on paper so that I'd, could be toxic. Would you drink ink out of a printer? I don't think it's uh, you can compare the two. I and disagree. Ernie I Johnson is a— I think that's the czar of hyperbole right there. Ernie Johnson is a daredevil. Uh, he is a nonconformist. Uh, he, he is a rebel. Uh, on live television, to eat mac and cheese that has fallen down. And th- you're wrong. The counter's very clean. No, it's not. It is. I've worked, uh, you, you've worked in TV. People, people are, are pigs in television. They're disgusting. They never clean that stuff. That's a lie. It's not a lie. They have people specifically to clean and I, the top I will, of I will the tell desk. you, Eddie, the five second one, I've looked it up and I've double checked it. The five-second rule uh, does not only apply to the floor. It's any food that's been dropped and exposed to contamination. And that mac and cheese on TNT was exposed to contamination. That was an exposed piece of mac and cheese. And Ernie Johnson, this is really he, might be, ridiculous. he might be in the hospital right now. If you want to see the video on this, it's shocking video. 
I'm sure it'll be all over the place in the next 24 the folks hours. Folks in L.A. are really upset they're not hearing this content right this now. This is great content. What's wrong with this? It's outstanding. You're wrong, by the way, on your, uh, your statement. Well, it wasn't no, the floor. The, the five-second rule, it does not state the floor. It does first, not. First of all, it is the three-second rule, not it's the five-second five, I've gone by the five-second rule as uh, my entire life, and it's not the three-second. Uh, it's, it's one of your many second. mistakes you've made It's not a mistake. Life. It's a five-second rule. It's not a three-second rule. But the rule. counter is a whole different uh, ball game than it's the It's not. It is. It is not, Completely Eddie. different. In your head, it is, but you're wrong in, in on this. In the insensible I, I'm going to fight on this, Eddie. I'm going to give you some uh, blowback you on be this. Wrong. because That's you're, fine. No, you're wrong. It is any food that has been exposed to contamination. It's not whether it's been on the floor or not. And The floor you is don't where know. you walk with your dirty shoes. That's you, nothing and, compared to and, the top of and, a and, desk. And, Eddie, you do not know whether or not TNT has good hygiene. You're assuming that. I wouldn't risk it. I, I, if I'm Ernie Johnson, I'm on TV, I would not risk it. I, I, there's bacteria that could be all over that mac and cheese. It's, How it's disgusting a, it's, it's would that high, be? It's a high-profile show. They've got people that clean desks there. Oh, stop. No, I'm serious. We're a high-profile show. We're the only Not people here. There's no one cleaning. We come in here on there, Sunday. There it's like we're in a third-world country. What? There are nothing but pigs that work here. Really? Oh, yeah. You know that. I'm not a pig. Am I a pig? There are nothing but pigs that work here. Lots of pigs. Well, I'm not a pig. I, I mean, I clean up after myself. Well, what have I done that's piggy? Not well, a pig. You, know, you, you don't clean up. I clean. Every time I leave, I clean all my papers, all the mess I make. I walk out of here. It's Perfectly clean. The next show comes in like 12 hours after me, but I clean up anyway. Yeah, but the cleanup guy comes in between the time you're here and the next show. Then why do I bother cleaning up? I, I don't know. I shouldn't clean up I is don't, what you're saying. Well, you don't really. But I'm not up. a pig because I, I clean up. So Anyway, all right. We'll have some more mac and cheese conversation. That's unfortunate. Oh, no. We're breaking down Jello. Dessert or not a dessert? And we'll have that coming up later. So on my list. That'll be, that could be an hour number five. That could be an hour number five. Get off my lawn. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. We will get to the phones as well. We'll do it all, but first, let's find out what's trending. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Show. And now live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Get off my lawn. We'll get to that coming up in a couple of minutes. Tequila Man points out that the five-second rule does not apply for Justin Cooper. It's a one-week rule. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, actually, no. It was uh, what did we determine? Eight, eight, 17 to 18 hours. Uh, there was a hot dog that was laying around uh, degrading. And the Koopa Loop ate it for how much did we pay? $40? $40. Yeah. Yeah. 30 Oh, it was 30? only 30? Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's don't don't a long time I ago. I thought it was 40. Uh, we, we were discussing. I thought it was great radio. That's why people tune in to the Ben Maller Show to hear a breakdown yeah, of most unique show on sports Ernie radio. Ernie Johnson dropping mac and cheese on television and then eating it. Non-story. Uh, typical Eddie Garcia, you know, not interested at all in this and thinks it's nothing at all. And I'd like to compliment Ernie Johnson. I think he's great on television. He's a daredevil. Mike, he could be in a hospital right now. He could be having his stomach pumped. From the ink on that paper that, you know, the mac and cheese, the, the cheese, a proper mac and cheese, this looks like good mac and cheese, it could soak up the ink. So that's a risk. Let's go to Paul, who's in Massachusetts on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Paul. 
Good morning, Ben. Uh, no, this is Carl. I'm the guy with the 11 kids. Oh, Carl, yes. The, yeah, the I... Antonio Cromartie of the show, yes. <laughs> How you doing? Carl Cromartie. Yeah, we got to come up with a nickname. Didn't we want a nickname for Carl? We were going to come up with a nickname for you. What was the nickname that we had? A secto man. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come up with a nickname, Carl. What, what do you got for me, buddy? Okay, the five-second rule. With 11 kids, there was a 15-20 second rule because if you dropped it, and didn't pick it up fast enough, the kid next year was going to grab it anyway. Huh. It's like a free-for-all, right? I mean, Survival it was, yeah. of the fittest. Yeah. But the reality is I, my wife, oh, my God, proved me wrong. I said there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. She went to Google and Wikipedia and all oh, of a Google sudden. Google lies. Yeah, I yeah. hate those people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, don't but listen, Carl. Listen to me. All right, I know there was a study done by uh, Rutgers recently that said that it is not. Uh, it doesn't matter how long it's on the floor, you shouldn't eat, or how long it's on the table. If it drops down, it's contaminated. Uh, we have this thing called an immune system. Okay, we have this thing called an immune system, and I, 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 I am a believer in this. And plus, Carl, you had all those kids. You know, you know better than me how expensive it is to buy food for those kids. So if they drop food, they should be required. It should be a rule of the house for them to pick up the food and eat it. Oh, absolutely, because that uh, that rule there, you know, like you said, the immune system, that's the reason we're all sick today. We're so sanitized. Exactly, man. You've you got to expose uh, children to all kinds of illness. Exactly. God, we, you know, we don't even drink tap water anymore. We've got to have it bottled, uh. and everything's got to be purified. My God, with, you know, when I was a kid, we drank out of the garden hose. Pizza. Oh, you can't do that. That's all. Oh my God, you could oh die. Oh, my God. It yeah. had that really funny taste to it. But, hell, we didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> you want water? God, though? I remember those days. I do, too. I, I, I'm i a garden hose drinker. I am. <laughs> uh, I've done it. <laughs> but, but as a disclaimer to all this, according to uh, my wife and what she read, it, yeah. it, the minute it hits the floor, the bacteria jumps on it. And I didn't know bacteria jumped. Yeah. They can make a play for the Celtics and get a few baskets. That's besides the point. <laughs> I hear you. All right, thank you. All right, thank you, Carl. Have a good night. All right, there he goes. So Carl, the man's got 11 kids. You got 11 kids. Your kids better be licking the floor. Dude, you drop like a mac and cheese uh, on the floor, you got to get every little piece of the cheese off the floor. There. That's what you got to do. It's very important. Hey, the worst part of the garden hose when we were little kids, the rusted taste. Oh, yeah, yeah. you don't want to get too close. Oh. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's a tough Nasty, one. warm but, water coming out. Yeah, but like in the summer, man, this is pretty cool. Like you're out there busting your ass playing around in the summertime where it's a million degrees and you just that re- you you're just drown. You're like I, I feel like the the uh the coolest guy in the world. Just put the I would put the garden hose up in the air and make it rain. I before it was cool to make it rain, I made it rain when I was a kid. Uh let's go to Norm. Who's in Kansas City? the home of the Ben Maller Chicken Fingers, and he is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Norm. Hey, can you hear me? No. No, I could actually. Hello? I could hear him. Tuna? What's that, buddy? Because. What? Something about tuna. Oh, it's about tuna? Yeah. Oh, this, see, Eddie, this is, we want to break down yesterday's conversation about tuna fish sandwiches now. This is good. I right. like this. Yes. All right, what do you want to I talk about? I still don't know anything about this tuna steak thing. I've, right. ne- now, I've seen it at the store, but who, who would buy it? Who wants to eat tuna steak? Tuna fish and mayonnaise, the way to go. Caller, hold on. Tuna. Your so thoughts. I'm going to eat tuna. Your thoughts. Right? You're going to eat tuna, okay? Congratulations. And 
Yes, thank you very much. And it <laughs> smelled really funky. It was probably on the verge of being rotten, and I was afraid I was going to die, you know? Okay. But, uh, and, and so I wondered if I should eat it or not, and I found out uh, something new, passing some knowledge on to you and your listeners. Put a lot of hot sauce on it, and the tuna is okay again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hot sauce has, uh, you know, the sanitation, uh, sanitizing properties. It uh, makes so everything. Put uh, some El Scorcho sauce on there, yeah. and you're good to go. It kills the bacteria. It's so hot. Okay. Uh, thank you, Norm. Uh, great uh, advice there. Uh, and that's really a public service announcement. You, you listen to overnight radio, you expect to hear a certain number of of those kind of announcements, like PSAs, you know, watch out for the trains and all that, right? Yeah, kind of makes sense because if you ever, you know, when we were kids, we did the thing where we cleaned a penny with hot sauce. Yeah. So if it cleans a penny, sure, sure it cleans old tuna. You ever seen what what happens when you put stuff in soda? That's uh, you, you know you can clean your toilet with uh, with soda. It's fascinating. You, know? like, you don't have to go out and buy. Toilet cleaner. You can just pour your Coca-Cola in the toilet. It'll clean the toilet. Fascinating. Uh, It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Get off my lawn! Well, the NFL did it. They made it official. The dance party is back in the National Football League. And a big big announcement here. Roger Goodell uh, wanting to be the good guy. He wants to be liked. He hired someone last year to change his image. And he wants to be popular. And one of the ways he sees to be popular is to let players shake their ass on the field. So the NFL is going to allow players to perform group celebrations. How great is this going to be? Does that mean the fun bunch is going to be back now? Are we, what, are we, what kind of group celebrations are we looking at? They will be allowed to use props for the upcoming season. Shout out Carrot Top. Uh, however... The, you cannot uh, mimic sexual acts or promote violence. Now, is there any kind of gray area there? What if I said the weapon is a musket? Can I use, like, a fake weapon if it's a musket? Will that be allowed? Is that no? That will not? Anyway, well, so. The, the Patriots actually fire muskets I, in their stadium. I, are they still allowed to bring those in, the muskets? Yeah. Are you sure? I thought I'm positive. A, they had those guys in the end zone. Didn't they get banned from the Patriots parade, though, because they had the muskets? Well, the I, don't, I don't know about that. I think that. I remember a story last, or this year. They are in the stadium, though, still. Okay, but I think the city, the mayor of Boston, such a nut job that he would not allow them to, to walk in the parade or be on a duck boat because they had a musket. <laughs> it's just so stupid. All right, anyway, uh, so that was the Goodell part. Now, Marvin Lewis, did you hear about this? Marvin Lewis, the Bengal coach, ripped the NFL. He took a shot at the NFL for relaxing the rules regarding the celebration. Yes, because Marvin Lewis really cares about the rules. <laughs> you know, the law, that kind of thing. He really cares about that. He said he's not for it at all, Eddie. He says we had a good standard, and the whole standard has always been you want to teach people how to play the game the correct way and go about it the correct way, and that is not yes. a very good example for young people. So Marvin Lewis... Yeah. There's an example of how to do it the right way. It's the Bengals. Who's in, who's employed a career criminal, Pac-Man Jones, for how many years? You want Young people? Yes. Uh, Pac-Man Jones has a long... His rap sheet is so long it won't even fit on profootballreference.com. They can't, there's not enough room on the website to put it on there. Um, so, and, and plus, the whole re- one of the, the big reasons that you had the blowback on the celebrations 
was because of Marvin Lewis's team, and in particular, Ocho Cinco, the godfather of the celebration in the end zone. And uh, I love this. Well, you got to teach. It's for the kids. You got to teach young people. I, I'm please stop. I, this is a good thing for the NFL. It's not a bad thing. This is good, and the correct way to have fun. Life is short. Have a good time. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's ridiculous. All right, uh, so stop. All right, Marvin. And I, I know you'll be coaching the Bengals the rest of my life. You're 58 years old now, Marvin Lewis. You'll be coaching until you're like 88. So Still we have no playoff wins. We either. have another 30 years of Marvin Lewis as the coach of the Bengals. He's uh, the most stable coach in the NFL. Bill Belichick will be out of the Patriots before Marvin Lewis is out with the Bengals. It's the second longest tenured coach in the NFL. My man, Marvin Lewis. All right. Uh, and, and which one of the Bengal players will be dancing the most? Who will they'll have to score touchdowns? Who will who will it be on the Bengals that will be have the was it AJ Green? Is he going to go crazy? Yeah, he's he doesn't seem like the type, which is weird because well, how do we how do we know? Receiver. How would we know? Well, I mean, look, type, right? Antonio Brown. You know, you still yeah. had the rules, and he was you know still showing oh, what he could do. You imagine he's going to go crazy with this. I know this is going to be awesome. He'll be mounting the goalpost. That'll be his, <laughs> that'll be his finishing act. But what's he going to do before it? Right. I mean, he's yeah, going to get a delay of game penalty is what he's going to get. Uh, this is great. This is awesome. I, I think that's hilarious. How many other Bengals can you actually name, Eddie? Can you, well, they're in the Steelers division, so I can name a few. You're like a Bengal expert. Well, I see or, them twice a year, you know. You do? Yeah. You actually see them? Well, I watch you the You pay games. attention to them twice a year? Yeah. All right. Uh it, it is the Ben Maller show on five. I, I will go. Well, Joe Mixon's on the Bengals now. Maybe Joe's got to keep it close to the vest. Yeah, he's going right? to do some punching like oh, bicycle you know, hema. Oh, Remember that? Internet will, yeah. The internet will break. Joe Mixon. Yeah, the touchdown. pad on the goalpost. Yeah. Start punching Let's play him. this out. Uh, Joe Mixon, hand off to the right. At the five, at the three, at the two, at the one. Touchdown, Bengals. He's punching the goalpost. <laughs> Twitter will explode. Social media. They'll have to go offline. They'll have to go offline if he did something like that. My man Giovanni Bernard, I like him. He scores some touchdowns from time to time for the for the Bengals. We used to have him back when we did the Blitz years ago. He was a regular or semi-regular on that show. Uh, we have the MLB pick him coming up in a couple minutes. Here's the Who Am I game. Here we go. I played parts of 16 seasons in the NFL. I appeared in four Super Bowls, and at the time of my retirement, I had played the most games ever as a tight end in NFL history, who am I? The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have the MLB Pick'em coming up momentarily. Frank in L.A. following the theme of the first hour, the five-second rule. Frank says, the five-second rule, does that not describe a typical weed man hippie phone call? It's about right. It's about right on that. It's not wrong. Uh, Evan, Evan says that Dr. Oz says there's a zero-second zero rule and bacteria occupies food quickly. I I think I have as much medical training as Doctor Oz. I should uh, should I be giving out uh, medical advice? Yes. Yeah, you and Doc Mike. 
Well, Doc is a trained professional. He's We're treated, coming up with bloody goat beer, the beer for losers. He's treated many people in Ecuador. And done time for it. <laughs> yes. He's, you know your medicine's not that good when you're living in Ecuador and you need Doc Mike to come save you. That is not a good situation. All right, the Who Am I game. I played parts of 16 seasons in the NFL. I appeared in four Super Bowls at the time of my retirement. I'd played the most games ever as a tight end in NFL history. Who am I? Uh, Bill Murray, guessed by Harry Pothead. Doobie, uh, Donnie Doobie Toker uh, from Stoner Marvin. Uh, Algie Crumpler from Matt. Aaron Hernandez, guessed by Charlie. Joe Rose from Dolphin Mike. AJ's going with Terry Bradshaw. What say you, Eddie? I'm going with Craig Anderson, the goalie of the Ottawa Senators. 45 saves in the win over the Penguins. Incorrect. It's former Buffalo Bills tight end. Pete Metzelars. Remember him? Yes, I do. Played for the Bills, Seahawks, Panthers, Lions. 235 games in the NFL. Let's get to it. Here we go. We, we can do it. MLB Pick'em. Coop, who's the smartest guy in the room, Coop? I don't know, but you are going first. Charlie Blackman. Coop. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Eddie. Let's go with Mark Reynolds. Danny G. Hurry up. Nolan Arenado. Another one. And Paul Goldschmidt. Eddie. My, uh, Bryce Harper. All right, Coop. Z- Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, J.D. Martinez, Daniel Murphy. Coop. Uh, Justin Bohr. That's a boring pick. Uh, Eddie. Michael Conforto. <laughs> Danny, you have five seconds. <laughs> Brian Dozier. Brian. He could have been a Dodger, Brian Dozier, but uh, why would they want him, please? LeBron. Not his best vintage performance, but the defenders, the spin doctors, are everywhere. We will discuss. Welcome in. The beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The Cleveland Cavaliers will win away from a date with the Warriors in the NBA Finals behind Kyrie Irving who exploded, kaboom, uh, career playoff high, 42 points. And it seemed like most of it uh, was in the third quarter. Uh, and uh, the Cavaliers down by 16 points at one portion of the game, and they ended up coming all the way back. Big second half for the Cavaliers. They outscored the Celtics by 23. Uh, and with that win, it, it now sets up a Thursday night game back in the Commonwealth where – Jay Crowder and the Celtics have to win to avoid elimination, but Jay Crowder injured himself. He strained his thigh, and that'll be a devastating loss, although he says he's fine. He says he's fine. Uh, and and so for the first half of this game, there's two different things going on here. For the first half, 24 minutes, LeBron James was a mere mortal. The face of the NBA, LeBron James was struggling. Uh, the the numbers were not terrible, but his impact on the game was not there. And it, it also did not help that he was not getting the superstar package. He's accustomed to that. Now, what is the superstar package? You know and I know what the superstar package is. Uh, if you touch a superstar in the playoffs, they often call a foul on you. And for LeBron, that's not necessarily the case because he doesn't he doesn't get all of those calls. But for LeBron, the real benefit is when you run over people. 
when you steamroll them, like a, a freight train without a conductor going down the side of a mountain. Uh, that is LeBron James in the playoffs. He just runs over people, and very rarely does LeBron get called for any kind of those fouls. Uh, but he got called for four fouls in the first 17 minutes. James goes down with four fouls, so he spent the final six minutes and 46 seconds of the first half locked to the bench. And, uh, of course, the LeBron defenders were out in full force because LeBron, it was not going well. He didn't play well the previous game. And so it was starting to pile up, right? It was pretty clear that LeBron was not getting the superstar calls. He was frustrated, and he was sputtering. And while that was going on, Chris Webber chimed in on the broadcast and immediately went into full bunker mode. Now, what is full bunker mode? It's LeBron apologist bunker mode, we call it, because Webber's like, wait a minute, uh, this is the star of the NBA. Uh, I must come up with something to defend him. Uh, and what am I going to say? And so Weber at that point, now remember, we know that the outcome of the game now, we know that Cleveland won, and we know that they're a win away from the NBA Finals. But at that particular moment, there was some anxiety. Cleveland was not playing well, and Chris Weber said the following. And he claimed that when he, when he said this, he said that the NBA world would be talking about this. And here it is. Is LeBron James tired? Is LeBron James – Chris Webber actually said this during the broadcast. And it, it caught my attention so much. It was such a stupid thing to say, such a dopey thing to say, I wanted to talk about it on the radio here. And, and so I, I realize that there's a certain percentage of people that are uh, – they're, they're the toe suckers for LeBron James, and they, they can't get enough of this guy. And then we talk about LeBron more than just about anybody because he's the big star in the NBA – so I will ask you the question, and I'm going to take first swing at this, but are you with Chris Webber? Is LeBron James tired? Is the man tired? Of course not. This is classic excuse-making. And the embarrassing part, and Webber was exposed because Cleveland came back and LeBron played much better in the second half than he did in the first half. He finished with 34 points, but... It's embarrassing because we now know the outcome and the context of it. Uh, but we'll start with this. Le- LeBron James was out of rhythm in the first half. He was shocked that he was not getting away with what he usually gets away with. And it was a, a similar experience to Game 4, uh, or the fourth quarter of Game 3, rather. Game 4 and Game 3, similar in that respect. Second half of Game Three, where he just did nothing in the fourth quarter and the first quarter of this game last night. It, it's like it's like Chris Webber and some of the other top media types in the NBA, they've got to work overtime to absolve LeBron James of even the possibility of having to shoulder responsibility. Like LeBron may have suffered from complacency. Certainly that's my theory on this. He sure looked detached. In that stretch of time. And Kyrie Irving picked him up. And he played wonderfully. And he carried the team. And then LeBron finally figured things out. After Kyrie had done the heavy lifting there. It was the Kyrie Irving show. Uh, furthermore though. And I need to address this now. And we've gone into it before. But we'll do it more in depth here. LeBron James can use a lot of excuses. The one he cannot use is tired. Cannot do it. That is not an acceptable fall guy. Do not allow him to get away with it. 
Now, this is a LeBron surrogate, Chris Webber, right? He is in, uh, someone who's in LeBron's camp, and he wants to see LeBron uh, do very well, and so he came up with his theory. But the, the, the tired card cannot be played. Now, why can the tired card not be played? LeBron was part of a calculated, systematic effort to manipulate the NBA schedule. So paranoid about fatigue, King James strategically took a handful of games off at the end of the season to avoid wear and tear. And he was the central figure. He didn't start this. Craig Popovich started this cancer in San Antonio. But LeBron's like, I like that cancer. I want that tumor too. Can I have some of that tumor? And so he's like, yeah, sure, why not? And LeBron was the central figure in that pandemic that's still going on in the regular season of laziness, of perfectly healthy players not playing. And so now Chris Webber's like, is, could LeBron James tired? Is he tired? Uh, not to mention the fact that the Cavaliers just had uh, the easiest path possible up until the Eastern Conference Finals. They had nine days off before they played in the Eastern Finals. Nine days off. In fact, I, when I looked it up, in the past 44 days, LeBron James has played 12 games in the past 44 possible days where you could be playing. Because Remember, he missed the last couple of regular season games. He sat those out. So that's 32 days with no basketball as far as game activity. And I don't know about you. That does sound like a grueling schedule. I'm sure LeBron must be very tired having to sit 32 out of 44 days very difficult. I don't know how he was able to overcome that. Uh, but the bottom line here, LeBron James has – he's got these hiccups from time to time. And people want to compare him to Michael Jordan and other players, but he seems like he has a lot more of those than Michael Jordan. Maybe we've forgotten about Michael Jordan's hiccups. But if you go by the stats, Jordan did not have these kind of hiccups back in his day. And the Cavaliers are going to the NBA Finals. They're a game away from that. And even if Kyrie Irving twists his ankle and Kevin Love hurts his shoulder, they're still going to the NBA Finals. And it's possible that LeBron James could have another burp on Thursday and have another stink bomb. It's unlikely, but it's possible. But if he does have another poor performance, you can't say, well, he was, he was tired. That's why he was terrible. He was tired. Lame is what it is. Stupid. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and you can be part of the program. You know the number. Give us a call. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. That's Ben Maller Show. You can be part of the festivities. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Alongside and Ben, I can't believe you're burying the lead from this Cavaliers Celtics game. Was the mac and cheese update again? Do we have no, more on no, this? Is, no. is Ernie talk- Johnson I'm, in the hospital? No, I'm talking about oh. what happened in the game. Well, I talked Terry to- Rozier, yeah, putting his foot down on the floor so Kyrie Irving could step on it and twist his ankle. We've got to get this play out of the game. Is it manslaughter? This like is Greg Popovich this is ridiculous. Is that, this is, is an epidemic. I think we should chop the players. Uh, feet off uh, so like they, that's what they do in the Middle East that way there'll be no danger of uh, people stepping on star players I think if you're not a superstar player you should not be allowed to have feet that's a hot take right that is no a, one that else is has a, uh, that scalding hot take yeah yeah 
Did but you... where's the complaining about this? I mean, come well, on. We need Greg Popovich to have a hissy fit. Yeah, I guess so. What's Pop doing? He's at a wine bar somewhere in San Antonio? Uh, actually, he probably is. <laughs> it was a pathetic performance. Drinking away his sorrows. Probably not even that upset. You think he's really that upset, Popovich? Well, he didn't look think... upset after yeah, the last. Fine. He knew that they, they weren't going to win that series. You see what Charles Barkley said? This is going to resonate for the next day. I saw him make some comments about Shaq. Is that what you're talking about? No, not no? that. Well, they were just going back and forth. That's fun. That's that's why that show's better than like the other shows because they'll poke fun at each other and just goof on each other. But uh, Barkley said that LeBron James has to beat Golden State this year. If he does that, just does that, then he will get to Kobe Bryant's level. That's uh, that's that's a hot take from Charles Barkley right there. He's got a. Isn't he already ahead of Kobe Bryant at this point? Yes, uh, I know two people on the staff who would uh, not agree with like that. Like Jordan, Michael Jordan's ahead of LeBron James, but if you were to make a big board, and who doesn't want to make a big board here? LeBron James is a better basketball player than Kobe Bryant. Uh, I don't really think that's too much up for debate unless you're a Laker fanboy. But, yeah. Who the hell, Bill Miller? And I'm not a – am I a LeBron apologist, Eddie? Have I been called a LeBron apologist uh, in my my time no, here? No. no, there's only one – you know, fanboy that you are. That's uh, what's that? That's Tony Romo. That's the only guy that you're. No, in, that's not true. I ripped for. him. I've ripped Ro- Romo many times. Romosexual. I've taken my shots at Romo. <laughs> that prison letter, the hostage letter that he read off there, sappy nonsense. It's ridiculous. You still love him though. You made up with him the very next show. Yeah. I don't remember. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. To the phones we go. Let's go to Chris, who's in East Texas on Fox Sports Radio. Mr. Ben, how are you doing, sir? If I was any better, I'd be a Spur, but not a San Antonio Spur because they're gone. Oh, I listen, so going back to the food thing and picking it up, do you guys look at it see if it has a hair on it? And then if it does, do you throw it away? Obviously, you're not going to eat it, correct? Can yeah, I, I tend to not eat hair. I try to yeah. avoid it. Uh, it's been something that's gotten me through life at this point. How about here. Uh, do you blow on it before you eat it? No, I, if you see it, then you chuck it, and then you're like, or, or if it's a long hair, you're thinking, okay, maybe it's mine. Okay, well, then, let's do a hypothetical. What if it's uh, what if it's a piece of apple pie, and you really love apple pie, and it's a little hair, but it's in the corner of the pie? Do you then I, cut? You you would cut around yeah. it, right? Blow, blow on yes, it first. Sir. Blow on it first. See if that fixes the problem. But then, even then if you might have to cut it. But even if you blow, you, you just cut the little piece of the pie out, and then you eat it anyway. Right now, now the problem is the beverage thing. Like, and I don't know the science behind this, but if you if something like drops into your drink, like do you just pour out the top of the drink, and then the rest of the drink is good, or is the whole drink bad? Well, as a bartender, before I used to just, I guess, scoop it out. I would drink it. You know, yeah. So well, of course. Well, listen, hey, yeah. I, I want to give kudos to Eddie and uh, Danny G last week when they told Coop to say, "Oh no, too soon about the Chris Cornell joke." And I want to pick a bone with uh, what's his name, Angry Bill, because I uh, I'm not all about sensitivity and all that stuff, but uh, I love the fact that those guys were representing something from our past. And Angry Bill's like, you know, I talked to Coop earlier, and uh, I love I love his joke. And I said, I didn't care that he wanted to make a joke, but uh, Angry Bill brought it up because I was listening to it on podcast. Yeah. Uh, and, what, would you, would uh, you like to would you like to yell at Angry Bill? Would that be something? Yeah, I think uh, Angry uh, Bill needs to get uh, laid so he'd be happy, Bill. <laughs> All right, hold on a sec here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Angry Bill, are you there, Angry Bill? Hello, Angry Bill. 
Oh, I guess he's not there. I think he was on hold, but uh, well, you, hell, you know, he's, yeah, I mean, maybe he's off getting I, laid right now. Maybe what that's about a <laughs> nine-year-old girl? Highly right? unlikely that is the case. Yes. I, I know. So, but anyways, I just uh, give kudos uh, to those guys, and I appreciate oh, you. Oh. And uh, what? Hey, uh, yeah. what's going on with Genie? I haven't heard from. Him. Man, Hippie needs to calm down. Yeah, um, we, we Weed Man. Uh, I think he thought he was on the payroll for a while, but he, he's welcome to call. But he, he wanted to stay on hold, Weed Man Hippie, the entire show. He I was. won't stay on hold for four hours. I listen to you guys every night. I'm a P1 listener. Oh, well, oh update. Yeah. With my ex fiance, everything's working out because I bought the sleep number bed. Ah, you see that? You see that? Boom. I'm moving back to Vegas. I am. And so we can all meet up one day. Nice. And uh, I'll look at your sleep number bed. It'll be wonderful. I won't sleep in it because that's your bed. No, no. I'm, I'm at 45. I'm at 45. I'm at 50, so I'm more advanced than you. And uh, right. you know what? I, I just paid my Geico insurance. Look Boom. at this. Look at this wow. guy. This is P1 right here, Eddie. And, P1, uh, and, P1. and if you're in a position to hire people, what website would you go to to hire people? Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, oh, that's right. Oh. ZipRecruiter. That's where you would go. <laughs> ZipRecruiter.com. He was about to say. You know, I'm not looking for a job. I work in, uh, overnights at Walmart uh, yeah. Produce, so I listen to you guys religiously. Oh, that's great. I will uh, the podcast is the best because who's the voiceover guy that they always have? Can they put, like, the, the guy that does. How come you don't get enough uh, commercials for Ben Maller during the day? I want more commercials for Ben Maller <laughs> yes, during the so, day. Yes, so do I, yes, as long as they pay um, me. I'm talking I, to management. Um, yeah, you I will, should, yeah. Because, you know what, I, I buy the stuff that you guys uh, promote. And, yeah. uh, All right, well, you. thank you. Very nice, Chris, and uh, good luck. when Keep calling us when we get back to Vegas, buddy. You guys thank keep you. me uh, laughing. I love when you uh, trick people into thinking, yeah. do the – the shtick over we again. Don't, like, we don't do that. That's, that's being professional. Oh, no, no. I'm, yeah, never mind. No, I, I heard it yesterday. We're, we're guys, professional. We don't do that kind of show. That that's was a, funny. That's an amateur show. We're grown-ups on this show. Take number three. That was hilarious. All right. Thank you. Very enough. Oh, Chris, man. Let's just talk to Chris the whole show. Why don't we just keep Seriously? him on? No complaints. He likes everything. <laughs> and as far as Jeannie and Medford, she doesn't call as much. I don't know why she doesn't call as much, but... Hey, she's for, welcome to call. We don't for our, in, for our mid-year review with our program director. Can we just take that call yes. in on MP3s to his office? We should, could, why don't you send that to him? I used to work with a guy in radio, and anytime someone would call and kiss the ass of him, he would then take a copy of his cassettes, and he would make sure that the program director heard it. Of course, anytime somebody called Man, to complain, was that, he was would, that the eighties? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much uh, old technology. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Call this one a smackdown. We'll get to that next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping post stories and message other P ones. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Smackdown! We'll get to that coming up in a couple minutes. I believe we're back on in L.A. now. Is that right? I think uh, people are... Los Angeles, hello. I'm getting reports of that, Eddie. We were covered up by Dodger Baseball, and that's good for our podcast. You can go back and hear the podcast on iTunes and a bunch of other places. Anywhere you can hear podcasts, we're available there. If you missed the first hour, a really great debate. This is why sports radio was invented. Uh, debating the five-second rule uh, involved mac and cheese. To eat or not to eat, we got heated, we yelled at each other. It was amazing radio, and you can hear that on our podcast, which is not up yet because we're still doing the show. Let's go to Alexis, who's in New York on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Alexis. Hello. Hello, Alexis. What's going on? 
Hi, Ben. How are you this evening? If I was any better, I'd be a Bill, but not a Buffalo Bill because they haven't made the playoffs since 1999. I know. They suck. Yeah, um, yeah. You can't, I, you can't okay. say that. <laughs> Thank you. Will that make the podcast scoop? Well, she's not wrong with what she said. I don't disagree with her, but I, I, unfortunately you can't say that. Strong opinion. Wow. It's a hot take. 0 for 2 right there. The post game is still on in Los Angeles. Oh, we're 0 for 2. Oh. 0 for 2. This is an idiot on Twitter said we're back on you're, in L.A. now. No, you're like Forsythe's first three at-bats. All right. So whatever I just said, I'll just repeat it, and then we'll pretend. You listening, pretend you didn't hear that, and then because the other people didn't hear it. So I'll repeat the same thing we'll when we actually are on. pull the stick on you, Ben. Ready? Three, two, one. Go. You want to go on the air, Ben? Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to go on the air. And let me just say, what you did not hear from Alexis in New York was the most honest answer, was the most precise answer, the kind of an answer that you would expect, you you would hope that Jay Glazer would give that kind of answer. If you asked Jay Glazer about the Buffalo Bills, you would want Jay Glazer to give that kind of perspective. Uh, Coop, I want you to leave that in the podcast. Is there any way you can bleep that in the podcast? Can you please bleep it? I, it's very important that's in the podcast. Oh, that's, I always do that. All right, good, good. So you'll hear, you'll hear what we heard because I thought it was marvelous. I think we should be allowed to use all those words. I'm very upset with the... Uh, the way that this country handles language. They're just words, people. They're just words. Let's say hello to Clifton, the big red dog. Is that who it is? Is that uh, Clifton, the big red dog, a great children's book? <laughs> yes, sir. How are you? Hi, big Ben. I'm not, I don't ask me that question because the last time I answered that question, a woman said a very bad thing to me. <laughs> I heard, and I noticed while I wrote on my phone, you catch the bad words. See, see, Clifton, that's another reason. Some people complain about being on hold, and I know it's a hassle, but when you're on hold, you hear the unfiltered version of the show. You hear the nonsense that gets edited out on post-production. It's beautiful. I think I might want to just stay on hold tomorrow night while I work the graveyard for your four hours. But um, uh, it was a pleasure talking to Coop, but I, your whole crew is great. I, I love... I told Coop I had a couple of things to tell you, but real quick, Ben, how you left your boys hanging a couple of weeks ago with all that dead air? I didn't that leave them. Was... I gave them a chance to audition. I wasn't leaving them hanging. Oh, that was classic, though. I, I was waiting for you to come in and shame them, but you never did. It was, I was in tears. It was beautiful. Well, my colleague, Eddie Garcia, I asked if I could talk, and he said no, so I chose not to talk. I honored I honored Eddie's good word there. I asked him. He said no. He actually walked out of the studio, True. left his post. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I that's thought, a fireball offense. I thought I was done. I we, thought didn't re- I, we didn't report him, though. Well, you guys were talking. Hey. I thought my time was done here, and I can move on. You know, I did ID the, identify the network, and I even promoted your monologue that was coming up, Ben. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, see? So he's going to help you out with it. But anyway, Ben, yeah. I, I, I told Coop about a couple things, but um, I'm going to skip one. Now, now, hold on, now, hold on a second. Are you really Clifford the Big Red Dog? Because when I was a kid, I loved those books. Those was great. I, I am, too. I thought my parents named me after this thing. So I was like, what yeah. do you, why did you name me Clifford? It's my dad's name. I'm a junior. But, um, <laughs> now, do you go, by, you go by Cliff, right? Do you go by Clifford or Cliff? Well, Clifford over the phone. My name yeah. is Cliff, yeah. but it sounds like Chris over the phone. Yeah. So, uh, all right. All right. Who cares? Who cares? All right. Uh, very good. What do you What do you got though? 
What does it take to be a P1? What's his P1 list? Yeah, well, you, you have to be dedicated. You have to be loyal. You have to have our back. You have to go above and beyond the Call of Duty to hear our show. Uh, okay. and, and sometimes it's very difficult. We get preempted by youth soccer games sometimes uh, on the overnight here. And uh, you just have to go out of your way to listen. And you have to spread the good word about the Ben Maller show. You have to tell oh, other people sure. about it and uh, spread the gospel. For sure. That's, uh, I'm a uh, P1. Uh, there, there you are. You are a P1. It's very, there's no, like, hey, license to be a P1. Yeah. Quick, I told Coop that um, your boy Tony Romo, I lived in Dallas before I moved to Walnut Creek in 83. My first team is the Cowboys. I love the Chargers now, but Tony Romo's best place is in the booth. And I'm, he'll probably get hurt in the booth somehow. He's a piece of Waterford crystal. Trust me. Now, Clifford, we were having such a fine time talking here, and then you had to, you had to be a heathen and take a shot at Tony Romo. How dare you? Homosexual. All right. Now, thank you. I disagree, but the, thank you very much. Your time is up here. There he goes, Clifford. Enjoyed hearing the unedited version of the show. We will get to SmackDown and Mallard to the third degree. We will get to all of that in 60 seconds, and I think at some point we'll actually be back on our affiliate in Los Angeles. We'll do it all, but first let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. We will have Maller to the third degree coming up in a couple minutes. You can get at us on Twitter at Ben Maller. Smackdown. Well, this goes to P1 status. We were just talking to Clifford about being a P1 and being loyal to the show and supporting the show, going out of way to li- out of your way to listen to the show. Well, our friend Jake in Toledo, a longtime listener to the show, uh, was very excited. He, he tweeted this out. He wanted to make sure that we were aware of it. And I'll take him at his word. I'll assume that he actually did this. He had a big piece of yellow poster board. And he had written a note that he was going to take for SmackDown, a little wrestling action. And he wrote on the piece of poster board in black marker, Rusev caught the Maller curse. (laughs) If you're new to our show, the professional wrestler, and for my my purposes, uh, the most important iconic figure in wrestling, the great Rusev. Uh, is a, a friend of the show. He's a, a listener. And, and we're not making that up. Eddie thought I was lying about this and challenged me. And uh, Rusev used to listen when he was going to wrestling school, learning how to become a professional wrestler in Tampa. And he, I, we got him to call into the show. He called into the show. We have a little audio. Here we go. Best friends. We're best friends. Wow. You see that, Eddie? We, we're pretty impressed, I got to say. Because usually wrong. Ben's lying about who he's friends with. I was wrong. I'll admit it. Danny, ben I, still remember, right now. I still remember the story of Bab giving you his shoes because yours were so messed up back in the day. Remember that? <laughs> yes, exactly. You see that? All right. It was, yeah, Brandon Bass, uh, who was playing with Orlando at the time, uh, was – I was in the Orlando Magic locker room, and he uh, was looking at my shoes, how riddled and disgusting they were, because I wear I wear my shoes until they wear out. And he uh, he said those shoes are you know horrible. You need <laughs> he said you need new shoes. I said, well, why don't you buy me some? And <laughs> so uh, so he he gave me some shoes. He, he uh, hooked me up. So that was uh, pretty cool. He's still playing the NBA. He's bounced around. He actually played on the Clippers. 
Played with the Celtics, the Clippers, the Lakers. He's been all over, journeyman. Well, thanks to Jake in Toledo. Did anyone see this sign? Did that make it on TV, the Maller curse? That would be great. I need a screenshot. If anybody, if that did get on TV, I need a screenshot of that. Was Rusev even part of this, though? Rusev's been on the down low. He's been hanging out watching Smashville hockey. My guy Rusev's been engaging in Predators hockey. He has not been been doing much wrestling. Didn't he get in trouble for some hair? Like he cut his hair or something like that? Somebody was somebody sent me a story that he got in trouble because he cut his hair. Is he really can you get in trouble and is it like the Yankees? I guess it's the opposite of the Yankees, where you the Yankees, if you grow your hair out, you get in trouble, but in wrestling, if you cut your hair, you get in is that even a real story? Somebody sent me the story. I don't I don't even even the wrestling stories that are written on the internet, I don't know whether to believe them or not because it's wrestling. Everything's choreographed. Everything's manufactured. All right, uh, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And it is Maller to the third degree. This is something that is graded. We say hello to the... Koopa Loop. It's almost like the Coops at the Vatican meeting Pope Francis. Unless he's not. Did you see that? Donald Trump hanging out with the Pope? I did not. Yes, yes I, I saw that. Boy, those guys at CNN must be so upset. All right, what do we have, Coop? The Wizards have made it clear that signing John Wall to an extension is their top priority this offseason. However, John Wall has said that he wants to see the bigger picture in terms of where the franchise is headed before signing any extension. Well, since Wall made third-team All-NBA, he is now eligible to sign a designated veteran player extension with the Wizards that would pay him somewhere around $36 million a year for four years. Nice. When am I eligible for that? I've been here for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to be eligible for that. Uh, don't hold your breath. Uh, <laughs> ben, is this a situation where John Wall would be stupid to test free agency? Yeah, well, here's my, my, uh, my 10 cents on John Wall. John Wall thinks he's a lot better than he is. He's a good NBA player. He's not a great NBA player. I would expect him to test the free agent waters. This is what I would do if I'm John Wall. And I'll tell you why. A, he, he's are clearly not happy. I mean, we've already seen the signs that John Wall is not angry, but he's got some angst towards the Wizards' front office. Like there's this grand conspiracy to hold him back that they, they never addressed the Wizards' bench. And Wall wants to – not that he wants to necessarily get out of Washington, but he would like to be on national TV more. He was really upset – that the Wizards did not get TNT time. I don't think they were on there at all. Maybe one or two games, that's it, the whole year. And B, if I'm advising John Wall, I tell him to make Washington sweat, to make the Wizards sweat a little bit, and at least let the Wizards think that you're Gonzo. Wall's 26 years old. He's got another at least seven to ten years, you would say, in the NBA. He's a good basketball player he'll be around for a while so he's gonna make a lot of money but this is a nice opportunity to use a little bit of leverage if you're John Wall and and see what else is out there have some other teams flirt with you canoodle with the Knicks let's say or some of these other clubs and then ultimately you take the pile and you stay in Washington for the short term next you enjoy a good conspiracy theory right Ben uh of course they're great conversation on radio my homeboy George Norrie lives on that well, in uh, 2003, MLB screened players for steroids, and the results were not supposed to be made public. But in 2009, the New York Times published a report that gave all the names that failed the test, including David Ortiz. Well, just this past weekend, Ortiz said in a radio interview that he believes the Yankees 
somehow leaked his name to the Times because there were a lot of guys from New York getting busted, but no one from Boston. Then <laughs> how crazy is this one? <laughs> did did Ortiz put the pipe down when he got done saying that? What, what was going on? <laughs> this is a classic red herring, right? This is this is diversion by David Ortiz. I got a couple of thoughts on this. That's the shoot the messenger approach, right? First of all, I'm going to blame the cocktail of pharmaceuticals that I took. And I'm, I took until the end of my career on the Yankees rather than myself who took them. Uh, watching David Ortiz, even his final year in 2016, I, I went back to Boston. I saw his last Friday game against the Blue Jays, regular season game against the Blue Jays uh, on a rainy night in Boston. He was, let's just say he was, he was doing something. That was not a natural performance. It's highly unlikely that Ortiz last year was not on the gym juice again. Uh, he did things that no player had ever done before at that advanced age. He got away with it for the most part, other than that test, which was not supposed to be let out in 2003. And secondly, David Ortiz has been canonized, we know, because of the, the big hits with the Red Sox. But the leaked PED test is the only real blemish on his resume. And how upsetting must it be for someone like Manny Ramirez, who was a better player than David Ortiz, a more talented baseball player, Manny Ramirez, and yet it's Ortiz that is the toast of New England, and my man Manny Ramirez has been banished to the Korean League. Uh, God, no, he's, not, he's like in the JV version of the Korean Baseball League. Uh, so whatever Big Poppy was doing. It worked, and uh, no, I do not believe the Yankees uh, leaked that. Uh, but he is apparently selling a lot of books, David Ortiz. He's on a barnstorming tour doing a victory lap selling books. Life not bad. Next! But also this past weekend, a wrestling fan reached out to pro wrestler Cody Rhodes hoping to get slammed on thumbtacks. Uh, Rhodes accepted the request with the idea in mind that he would use it as an opportunity to raise money for charity. It's all about the children. Yes, exactly. It's got me to thinking, Ben, if you were raising money for charity, would you let Rusev perform a WWE move on you? Would you pick a, like a body slam through yeah. a table, a uh-huh. chair to the back, or, sure. or maybe Rusev's finisher, the accolade? Well, it's funny. You, you bring up Rusev. We were just talking about Rusev. He's a senior member of the, we call it the Maller Militia Celebrity Wing, uh, where the, the, the famous people that love the show, Fred Dreyer, Rusev, uh, that's it. Uh, oh, Rob Fukuzaki. The sports guy in L.A., he still listens occasionally. So, Fook, shout out Fook. Aaron Bender, the news guy at KFI in L.A., big celebrity. Who else? Do we have any? Uh, the, oh, the TV guy in Kansas City, he listens. We got a couple TV people in Minnesota. So, yeah, we have, there's a lot of celebrities that love this show. Very influential people. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, I'm not going to let Rusev body slam me through a table for charity. Now, if he wants to sign a check to me, to my bank account, then we can talk. But if I had to pick one of those options that you mentioned, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to pick a chair to the back. And the reason I'm going to pick a chair to the back, I've worked in radio my entire adult life. I have been stabbed in the back so many times over my broadcasting career that I have scar tissue that's been built up. So I I don't believe that that would cause much pain. And I think I'd be fine with that. I'd, I'd be okay with that. But, no, I'm not going to allow the Rusev finisher move on me. 
I would like to do a pile driver, though. I think that would be fun to jump. You know, I think that would be great. All right, uh, there it is. We're getting late. It is Mallard of the Third Degree. How did we do? You pass this edition. That's a winner. All right. We're on in L.A. now, so for the second time uh, this hour, we will welcome back our L.A. audience. And I'm very upset with Yasmani Grandal because we should have been on at the beginning of the show. If he would have caught Clayton Kershaw's pitch, we would have been on at the start of the show uh, when we, we uh, came on the air an hour and 40-something minutes ago. But a bad job by him, but the Dodgers did win, so you are welcome in. You can call us up and yap at us and all that. Time now for the Insta Trivia. And, and go back and hear the podcast if you missed the beginning of the show a hot mac and cheese talk. Uh, we broke it down scientifically. Uh, we came up with what we think will be the most offensive touchdown dance that could happen next NFL season. You'll find out which player could be involved in that. Uh, time now for the instant trivia. Future, and this is only for you on Twitter and Facebook, but mostly on Twitter, at Ben Maller. Future Hall of Famer Ted Williams, at this time he was a future Hall of Famer, used his Shotgun to shoot 35 blank at Fenway Park. Fill in the blank. That's the instant trivia. The answer next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop the loop justin cooper he's at uh bronco fan the, the ones where he's like <laughs> yes boom, da, da, dum, yeah, yeah 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 that's pretty <laughs> yeah, damn good that and now live from the geico fox sports radio studios it's ben maller we will go all in momentarily we're trying to get to the bottom of the the great rusev controversy did he get in trouble now i'm getting conflicting reports because uh, some people are saying that, yeah, uh, Jared says in the WWE, if you make a change to your persona or look without their permission, you can get suspended, which is what, <gasps> I, what I've heard. And then Jacob said it was just a rumor that the backstage head honchos were not happy with Rusev cutting his hair because he didn't tell them. For, it's just a rumor. Not a fact, but a rumor. All right, here's the instant trivia. Future Hall of Famer Ted Williams. At this time, he was a future Hall of Famer. Uh, he used his shotgun to shoot 35 blank at Fenway Park. Uh, I love these fill-in-the-blank ones. Mooch is going with protesters. Lon from Stillwater says Indians. Tequila Man's going with Golden Gophers. Ivinson says Ducks. Uh, Steven checks in with 35 cows to feed Andy Reid. Now, that's, uh, that's his answer. Uh, deflated football's guessed by Ernie. Funhouse says 35 sports writers. Uh, what say you, Eddie? Monster Dogs. Monster Dogs, the greatest hot dog in the world, the Monster Dog. No. In 1957, on, a, on an off day at Fenway Park, Ted Williams, in front of the bullpen, he sat in a chair with a shotgun and shot 35 pigeons at Fenway Park. <laughs> and yes, even back in 1957, the Massachusetts Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals was very upset with Ted Williams, uh, but the uh, Red Sox owner apparently made that go away. Ah, right, let's go to it. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All right, let's do it, Coop. Who's going first? Uh, you? 
All right, that's right. That's right. I wrote it. How did we do yesterday? How did we do yesterday? Uh, you were the only one that lost, Ben. That's unfortunate. Oh. Uh, well, I was right. I, the the uh, Twins did not score three Way to runs. blow it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you were yeah, right, but I was, I was right. also right that right. Urban Santana shut him down. All right, we got to go quick. Rich Hill is back. He'll give a great four innings until he has a blister. I will take the Dodgers over the Cardinals at Chavez Ravine. Eddie. American Hockey League playoffs, San Jose Barracuda at the Grand Rapids Griffins. I'll take Griffins minus a goal and a half. Danny. You big jerk, Ben. You copied off my paper. The momentum is going to carry over to Richard. Go, go, go. Brewers. Who? Brewers. Brewers? You want a beer? <laughs> Brewers. It's the gift that keeps giving a Maller monologue that was so powerful, so amazing, it became an international situation. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, programming note, tomorrow will be newbie night. We'll have a newbie night tomorrow on the show. That means new callers that we will give out the number tomorrow. We're not giving out the number right now, but we'll encourage new people to call. You can always call the show. You don't have to wait for newbie night, but that's a special night. So we'll have that for you coming up tomorrow. Now, in the NBA, last night or tonight, depending on how you look at it, the Cleveland Cavaliers sleptwalked through the first quarter. They didn't play very well at all. But in the end, Kyrie Irving sticking the dagger in the Boston Celtics, mainly in the third quarter, and he was the uh, the key here. LeBron James, eh, he was all right. Uh, but the, the, the stats by Kyrie Irving, much more impressive as Cleveland wins, pulls away, outscores Boston by 23 points in the second half. And the implosion of Celtic basketball uh, there, there's one guy, there's a f- particular fall guy that stands out. The name that I circled was Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart made seven of ten three-point shots in the Celtics' win in game number three. He followed that up by taking nine shots, played 40 minutes. He made one of them. And uh, the Celtics, while they were not outscored by a bunch of points with Marcus Smart on the court, it was not one of, a, one of the better performances you will see in the NBA. So we're, we're going to move away from that. I wanted to, to shift over, say in basketball, uh, and it's something that I was not intending on bringing up, but there have been so many people that want to talk about this, uh, I feel like I have to bring it up. Uh, and I made it very clear yesterday, point by point, that Manu Ginobili is not a Hall of Famer based on his career with the Spurs. There's not really much to debate on this. It's an emotional debate. The other side is all based on emotion. Uh, And that does not mean that Manu Ginobili is not a good player, but he is not a Hall of Fame player. There's a difference. There's a point of demarcation, and he was surrounded by wonderful players in San Antonio, and that will get him canonized in San Antonio, maybe have a statue for him and they'll uh, do all that, the retirement of the number, the whole thing. But you would have thought, judging by the feedback that I got throughout the day on Tuesday, that I had endorsed Sharia law. Uh, the blowback I received was overwhelming. Uh, and 
not totally unsurprising. The trolls were out in full force. It's a party. And it's kind of like why you don't feed the pigeons. You know, you feed the pigeons a little bit, and the next thing you know, the entire bird army shows up there. But most of this was from the good people and the bad people in the Alamo. We do very well in San Antonio, and I thank you for listening. But it wasn't just San Antonio. I started noticing that the Maller monologue and a series of comments I made on social media apparently impacted global diplomacy. Some of our brothers and sisters who happen to reside in Argentina were offended, and they were fighting. And, of course, I, I did not respond, but I saw some of the comments, and uh, it's like I gave a eulogy at Ginobili's funeral, and I ripped him. That's my my takeaway from this, that the the game where Golden State advanced to the NBA Finals was a memorial service for Manu Ginobili, and I spoiled it because I gave the truth. The defense systems had been raised. So the question here that we will discuss, do you think I have been swayed by the many people who are lapdogs, apologists for Manu Ginobili, uh, their comments. You think I have been swayed by this? The answer is no. In fact, the arguments on the other side are weak, and they have reassured me that I am on the right side of the debate here. And I'm still waiting. I thought, well, maybe I missed something, but clearly I did not. And to make this very plain, and I'll, I'll use English, uh, A, Manu Ginobili the brown nosers, and you know who you are, they're doing a lot of table pounding. And I feel confident because I have the facts to back up my position on this. You know, it's the old quote we often talk about. If you have the facts on your side, you pound the facts. If you have the law on your side, you pound the law. And if you have neither on your side, you pound the table. And there's a lot of table pounding going on from people that like the San Antonio Spurs Genova. The facts are there. We don't have to go over it all again here. He averaged less than 15 points a game. He never averaged 20-plus points per game. Uh, Was not an MVP. Did not finish on the first or the second All-NBA team. Didn't finish in the top five at any point in MVP voting. Was not a defensive player of the year. Wasn't on any NBA All-Defensive team. Uh, His big accomplishment was he was a sixth man of the year. And so we went over that. We went point by point with a microscope, uh, and we we highlighted all of that. And for some reason, people don't like facts. Uh, the, the Spurs, Ginobili fans, they don't like the facts. And so the second part of this, Manu Ginobili apologist, what was their rebuttal? What was their response, right? Because they, they were coming back and trying to counterpunch me all day, and the general consensus from the, and I didn't go through all of the comments, but most of them, uh, the apologists tossed out all kinds of ad hominem rebuttals and pretty much just attacking the arguer, attacking me, right? Because instead of the argument, because again, you can't attack the argument. I'm on the right side of the debate with Ginobili, so instead it's let's attack Mallard, which is fine. I mean, that's cool. I liked it. I was honored. I was flattered. But you cannot debate the points that I've made and so instead, you're trying to twist it around. Some of my favorite uh, comments, again, not about what I said, backing up my argument with facts. Instead, they, the ad hominem attack was, uh, well, yeah, but you're a Clipper fan. Well, yeah, you're in L.A. 
Uh, my favorite one was, well, you used to be fat. I like that one. And then the standard, which is very lazy, well, you do overnight radio, which is accurate. That is, we are doing the morning drive in the U.K. We're doing morning drive in the U.K. Uh, but when that didn't work, and that, trust me, that didn't work, the Ginobili clan, you know what they did? They turned their rage to red herring rebuttals. That was their next, next layer. Uh, and so rather than challenge my position, again, on the facts, uh, they attempt to muddy the waters. And they, they gave a varying degree of responses. Um, and, and essentially what they tried to do was they responded to a different argument. See, they responded to a different argument. And, and we had some of that on the radio when we talked about this yesterday. And if you respond to an argument with a different argument, that becomes irrelevant to my points. And I know it draws attention away from the subject and all that. For example, I'll give you an example. I heard a lot of our friends in Argentina said that Manu was a, a wonderful, wonderful player in Argentina, and he was a great EuroLeague player and a global ambassador for the sport of basketball. And you see, all of that is true, perhaps, but it's irrelevant to the body of work as an NBA player. And that was my argument. That was my point here. And I kept going back and, uh, and forth uh, with this. And so we'll, we'll leave it on this note, the parting shot. Manu Ginobili, a backup for the bulk of his career in the NBA on some very good teams. But if you look at the whole picture, right, the whole picture here, he had mediocre numbers. Just happened to be surrounded by great players. And there are so many players that have come and gone in the NBA over the years that were better players than Manu Ginobili, but they were not surrounded by great players, and they had better numbers than Manu Ginobili. And so did Ginobili play hard? Sure, absolutely. We'll give him a participation trophy for playing hard. Absolutely. I don't think, and maybe they've changed it. I've not been, been to Springfield, Mass., to the Basketball Hall of Fame, maybe they've changed it. Maybe you get in just by playing hard. Maybe there's a, a wing of the Hall of Fame for effort. Maybe they do that now. And uh, the the ambassador card, I keep hearing that. That's the new fallback for the uh, Ginobili types as well. Yeah, he can't get in. He averaged less than 15 points a game. He was a backup, didn't win an MVP, wasn't on the All-NBA team, wasn't a defensive player of the year. But he's an ambassador. That's what we call a backdoor loophole, kind of not really earning. It's like it's like kind of you're getting in, but you're not really invited. It's that kind of thing. So and the Spurs again, the Spurs will put him in the Ring of Honor. They'll retire his number, and that's all great and wonderful. Um, but no, he's not a Hall of Famer based on his time in San Antonio, Manu Ginobili. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You are welcome to spar if you like. You know the number. You can also get at us on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. All right. Very good. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Right over over there. And I I failed. I I thought I mentioned this on the air, but the uh, the New York Reek said I did not. He he went to a, a Marlin game. 
and had a a sign with all our pictures on it. I, I, I swear it. I remember talking about that. Didn't I mention that on the air? I, I don't sw- think this is the first time he's done it. I think he's he's done this a few times. Yeah, like do we have to mention it every time? I know it's a cool thing, but it's a nice sign that he held up. I retweeted it. Yeah. So, well, we don't so. give shout-outs, but if we did, you know, shout-out for doing that. That's like, did he go to Costco and get that printed up? That looks pretty cool. I think it was a professional job. It does look professionally done. I don't think done. that was done in his, uh, you know, in his kitchen or something. He took some work, Morbo and Kiff, that used to listen to the show. What happened to those guys, Morbo and Kiff, the cats? Are they still around? Uh, every once in a while, yeah. I see them chime in. Cats have to sleep at night now? I, I don't know. but um, Okay. Well, they're at it again. On uh, who's at it again? What well, we? on on X, Sirius XM. Oh, what do we cover? Let me, let me guess. Hold on a sec. Gir- girls softball. Nope. No. Nope. Uh, Table tennis. No, no. Ping it's pong. Still, still the same sport. Uh, okay, soccer. What do we? It got? is FIFA Under Twenty World Cup. South Africa versus Italy. Oh, mm-hmm. that's huge. Yes. Shout out to all the eighteen wheelers who uh, the guys driving the trucks. Oh, they're you know, thrilled by this. Yeah. You know, driving along at four in the morning. You want to hear a uh, South African soccer update? Is what you want to hear. <coughs> Yeah. Very important. But there's still iHeart. You can search FSR yeah. on iHeartRadio, and we pop right. right up, and there you go. You're That's back right. in business. Absolutely, and you can always hear the, the show. Of course, we're talking to people that can't hear us if they don't know already uh, how For to For future it. reference, perhaps. Yeah. Because I, I, apparently this is going to go on for a while. Oh, really? This thing's going on? How long is this soccer tournament thing going on? Well, it's the under-20 World Cup, so I'm guessing God. there are several rounds of God, it. They will and, broadcast uh, anything, won't they? I mean, who the hell wants to hear that? Seriously. It, shouldn't that be for, like, the families of the players? Shouldn't there? Wouldn't they be the only well, ones who want to hear that? I could see them broadcasting it in South Africa and Italy. I guess they like, might have interest in that, but uh, I'm not sure why we would care about. It's not that. really a broad audience. That's uh, that's. I think that would be the definition of narrow casting. Wouldn't it be the definition of narrow? Seems casting? Seems like it to me. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Good luck. Uh, but then that'll help our podcast numbers because you got to catch up. There you go. Look on the bright side. That's right. There's uh, the glass is half full, Eddie. I'm a very positive yeah, man. Very. I'm, I'm oh, not yeah. a negative at not, all. Not at all. It's a false label that I got early in my career because I had <laughs> I had lunch with Lee Klein one time, and the people called well, me that negative because of that. Yeah, that was a mistake. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, I will uh, take your phone calls. We'll see if the Manu fans have come to their senses. We we hope they have. Uh, and also on Twitter at Ben Maller later this hour. We will have too much or not enough. Straight ahead, though, a vote of confidence. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is a mystery to most. But you can follow him at Danny G Radio. And at the top of your lungs, scream, Where are the white women at? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. The dreaded vote of confidence. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Right now, though, to the phones we go, and we say hello to Adam, who's in the LBC on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Adam. Hey, Ben. How's it going, bud? Adam, if I was any better, Adam, I'd be a Spur, but not a San Antonio Spur because they're out. Uh-huh. You got that right. Hey, listen, Mono Ginobili, I'm not even a Spur fan or a Ginobili fan, but you are tripping, bro. He is a Hall of Famer. It's not the National Basketball Hall of Fame. It is the Basketball Hall of Fame. A lot of players in there who don't deserve to be in there due to their NBA career. 
All right, but keep in mind, the players that are closest to Manu Ginobili are Terry Porter and Jeff Hornacek. Neither one of them's in the Hall of Fame. So why would you put Ginobili? And those guys were starters. Well, that's NBA, NBA career, but not basketball But again, I'm, I, I don't like international basketball. I don't watch it. I watch NBA, so I'm not really well, worried about it. Do you? How many Argentinian games have you watched, Adam? Probably, if they play in America, maybe one. You like Euro basketball? You like European League basketball? Absolutely not. But if they play the USA, I'd probably watch them. Okay. I, I, I have no interest in that. It does nothing okay, for so me. Okay, so is Christian Leitner in the Basketball Hall of Fame? Because his NBA career doesn't deserve to be. I'm not talking about Christian Leitner. I'm talking about Manu Ginobili, and I'm talking about his uh-huh. career in the NBA. I, you want I to talk about, If you want to talk about other players, we can talk about other players if you want, and we can debate that. But as far as Ginobili, he was a backup. He didn't even average 15 points a game in the NBA. This is not – you can put him in as an ambassador if you want – but if you're going to put him in as a player, he doesn't deserve to be in as a player. I know there's other criteria for the Hall of Fame. It's very fugazi uh, the way they do this. But uh, as a player, no, he's not a Hall of Fame. So you agree with me then? As a player, he's not a Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I would agree. As an NBA player, he does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But it's- all right, thank you. Let's go to Ben, who's in LA on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Ben. Hey, how's it going, Ben? I- I-, I really like your show. I listen a lot. Just start off with that. Oh, well, thank you. I enjoy your name. You have a very good name. No, you too, sir. But no, what, what, where I'm coming from, and, and I just want you to listen to this, is, is Manu was a role player, but he's one of the best role players that we've seen for a long time, coming from such a story franchise. Yeah, he didn't score these massive amounts per game, but you got to understand that he comes from a system team where he has other people scoring. It's a very unselfish team. All right, let me ask you, do you think that Derek Fisher – is in a Hall of Fame. Should he be in the Hall of Fame, Derek Fisher? Uh, I guess that's really one-sided because I'm a big Derek Fisher fan. So and, you think he should be really, in the Hall He's not in the Hall of Fame. But you, you, can, you, can make, you can make the same argument that Fisher took a secondary role because he played with good players the bulk of his career with the Lakers. Right? And he was on, you know, since you everyone loves these championships, he was on five championship teams, which is a team award, not an individual award. Okay, yeah, I, I just see where you're coming from. And it is a lot of uh, – it, it's subjective. It's just, just all what people think yeah, is a good yeah. player and what people think is not a good player. Oh, yeah, that's why it's good to talk about. That's fun, fun to have. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got you. All right, thank you, Ben. Appreciate that. Let's go to – let's see here. Big Sean is next on Fox Sports Radio. Big Sean, Niagara Falls, uh, the nemesis of – the caller of the year, although not that effective. Apparently not paying attention either. <laughs> Meller. Oh, yo, Meller, listen, first thing I want to do, I want to uh, shout out Alexis. It's a shame we didn't get to hear the rest of her phone call. I'm really interested in what she had to say. I'm sure, yeah. She's there right there. Do you, put, you want to put her on? I had a feeling that was a plan. That was a big shot plan. That's a big Sean Plant right there. So I knew not that. At all, I not knew at that all. was, I was any, really any any woman that calls from upstate New York is uh, somehow tied to you. Not we at have all. no women listening. No women listen to this show in upstate New York, other than uh, women you have, might have come in contact with at some point. Unbelievable! Man, I got a, I got a poem. And for you, you got to tell your little your girl there to stop using a potty mouth on the radio. What's wrong with that? You can't I, talk I, like I that. Would've... I wouldn't fuck who she was. Yeah, you are such a you are such a liar. You're a sleazeball liar. You know who she is. <laughs> what, 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 
listening. I got a poem for you. Can I recite my poem? You're not a poet. I know a poet. People quote oh, me. I, I a know poem. a poetry. Roses call and red, violets. Call it a rap. Call uh, it whatever you uh, want to call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Do we want to hear this? It's real quick. It's real quick. Nobody wants to hear it. Everyone's shaking their head. No, no one wants to hear what you have to say. How many stanzas? Huh? How many lines in your poem? Uh, about four. All right, we'll give them four, Ben. Give me four. All right, how much time do you want to waste? Go ahead. Yes. All right, let's go. All right. There once was a caller named All Talk who loved it when Mallard did Ball Talk. And when I finally meet him, I know just how to greet him with a slap and with no time for small talk. It took me all day to think of that. No applause? Wow. I heard Coop laugh. Can I talk to the girl? I want to talk to the girl with the potty mouth. Can I talk to her? Is she right next to you? Put her on the phone. Put her on the phone. Is she there? No Oh, you were saying if I you were, find somebody oh, to yeah, talk to. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, yeah, come yeah, here. Yeah. You want to talk? You want to say hi to Ben Mallard? Come say hi to Ben Mallard, man. All right. We got a party going on with uh, Big Sean. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Uh, hello. 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 Yes. What do you think of the Buffalo Bills? I don't like the Buffalo Bills. You don't like the Buffalo Bills, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. I didn't. Has, how many times has Sean forced you to call the show? No, he did not. Is this Ben? No, no, this is uh, Eddie. This is Eddie. This is Eddie? Yes. Hi, Eddie. This is Alexis. I want to apologize because I called in earlier and I cursed and I apologized for my potty mouth. I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, Ben's pretty upset. This is Eddie. Ben's pretty upset with you. you He's thinking about banning Sean from the show. Oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. He's a good guy. Don't ban him. They want to ban you from the show. True. Endorse foul language. What? What do you? I, I don't endorse foul language. I think yeah, you forced her to call. You, you you know you demanded that she call the show. Never, never, never. The number is programmed in her. I'm on her phone right now. My phone is playing the show on delay. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, all, oh, yeah. all right, Sean. Very well. You've uh, I knew that was her. You denied it at first, and we found out that it was her. And uh, I've, I've been vindicated. So uh, thank you. All right, gotta go. So big Sean checking in. It is the Ben Maller show on Fox. We're gonna get to too much or not enough. We also have Tinderoni tips with Danny G later in the hour. We'll get to all that in sixty seconds. No long commercial break, but first. Let's find out what's trending. The Ben Malber Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. We'll have too much or not enough coming up in a moment. Angry Bill, I'm told, is still on hold. Hello, Angry Bill. How you doing, guys? Uh, I'm a lot like you, Ben. I like to help people out. So I want to help a guy out, Chris, in East Texas. Uh, the first thing, if you're from Texas or East Texas, say you're from Texas. Give it a manly thing, not East Texas. And then the other thing, don't tell people you're working overnights at Walmart. Tell them you're working daytimes. This way you got some brains, you know? And then you want to help me out by getting me late. Well, you're working overnights. Just give me your girlfriend's phone number. And I guarantee you, 
If she drops on the floor, I will eat it with the hair on it. Wow. All right. Thank you for that, you jackass. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you see, did you see Matt Adams making uh, – he, he just got traded. Fat Adams, they called him, with the cheating Cardinals. He's now with the Atlanta Braves, and he had a double a home run, and he hit a walk-off RBI single in a win for the Atlanta Braves over the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's going to play most of the year in Atlanta because – Freddie Freeman could be out the whole year. He didn't he break his wrist, I believe, was the the injury there for Freddie Freeman. There's not a lot of long term opportunity though, because Matt Adams is he has designated hitter written all over him. I know he's playing first base and all that, but eventually he's going to end up in the American League. You would think somewhere as a designated hitter, maybe with the Boston Red Sox, who could have a new manager. Apparently, some of the Red Sox players are questioning John Farrell's leadership ability, and game strategy, game management. Uh Farrell called out. Big story in the Boston media here. Uh, The Red Sox did win the game Monday night against the Rangers at Fenway. They scored a bunch of runs, very unexpected. And now the clock is ticking on John Farrell. I did see Dave Dombrowski, the president of baseball operations for the Red Sox, uh, who gave a tepid, tepid vote of confidence. Dombrowski has a history, though, of firing managers in season. Like, this is, he's been around for a billion years, Dombrowski. He goes way back. And oftentimes, around midseason, if the team sucks, he will just whack the manager. And so that is a possibility. And I, I would say that if the Red Sox are. Treading water at the All-Star break, John Farrell gets fired. He is out. And remember, I, I was the first person to start the the Jim Leland to the Red Sox rumor during the World Baseball Classic. So that, that rumor will pop back up. It will pop back up. So keep an eye on that. Uh, now, you didn't hear a lot of Angry Bill's phone call because he's got a potty mouth and he's a schmuck and a sleazeball. Uh, but he referenced Chris who called in earlier, and Chris mentioned he's getting back together with his girlfriend because of his sleep number bed. And uh, now that doesn't mean it's going to work out for you that way, but it's a great story. It's a wonderful story. You've heard me talk about my sleep number bed and how great I sleep on it. My sleep number setting is 50, and chances are you've thought, well, maybe I need one of those things. I, I work overnights, too. I need something like that. Maybe you were not sure if you could afford one, well, can you really afford another restless night's sleep? I say not. Uh, and if you don't know how the bed works, if you're a newbie, the sleep number bed adjusts on each side to your ideal firmness. In other words, if you like a firm bed, you like a little more support, you get that. If you're more about uh, comfort, uh, then you can have that. Your sleep number setting, whatever it might be, you don't know yet because you haven't gone into a sleep number store, but it's the perfect bed for Couples, and they've got the optional Sleep IQ technology inside of it, the greatest technology out there. It'll track your sleep so you know how to improve, how to help your sleep and get the the best possible sleep you can get. Now, my sleep number setting is 50. I'm right in the middle of the spectrum. Now is the best time to come in to a sleep number store during their semi-annual sale where a Queen C2 mattress is only $699.99. You're only going to find Sleep Number at any of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. These things last longer 
uh, twice as long, as, in fact, as those inner spring beds that you're used to if you've not had a sleep number bed. So come on in. Find the one nearest you by going to sleepnumber.com, and be sure to tell them that Ben Maller sent you. It's another Ben Maller game. We've endured too many of these. Is it too much or not enough? Enough already. All right, too much or not enough. Let's do it. We welcome in Justin in Cincinnati. Justin, you are up. Ready to go, sir. Ready to go, Ben. All right, Justin, tell the guy in Beaver Dam what you do for a living. Landscaping. Landscaping. The man chops trees, mows lawns, you name it. He's, do you have a leaf blower? I do. Yeah, I want a leaf blower. 200 bucks. You can get one for 200 bucks, really? Yeah, Lowe's, Home Depot. Really? I should get one of those. Go be... see Dick and Dayton. He'll hook you up. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. I should go hang out with our friend in Dayton. All right, here we go. Too much or not enough. You, if you go five for five, I'll give you two golden tickets. All you have to do is get three out of five right, and you win. They're 50-50 questions. It's very simple. They're either too much or not enough. And you listening in your car, if you're driving around at work, whatever you're doing, you can play along as well. Are you ready, Justin? Let's go. Question number one. Clayton Kershaw now has 28 career games with at least 10 strikeouts and no walks after his performance against the Cardinals on Tuesday. Is that too much or not enough? Not enough. Not enough, he says. Is that right? No. You're over for one. I should have uh, figured he's a Dodger. Too much. Uh, Clayton Kershaw has 20 games, fourth most behind the cheating Roger Clemens, the red uh, bloody sock Kurt Schilling, and the man that killed the bird, Randy Johnson. All right, here we go. Question number two. During Tuesday's game against the Boston Celtics, LeBron James missed his fourth dunk of the season. Too much or not enough? Too much. Too much, he says. All right. Is he right again? No, he's wrong again. What's wrong with you, Justin? Nah, it's too early. Making excuses. Is that your fall guy? Exactly. I'm the, like Chris Carter. The correct answer was not enough. Uh, LeBron now has missed seven, seven slam dunks this season. So, okay. You're 0 for 2. You've got to get every question right the rest of the way. Question three. Jose Abreu, White Sox, just became the sixth Cuban-born player to hit 100-plus home runs in his first four career seasons. First four seasons of his career, I think is the proper way to say that. Is that too much or not enough? Too much. Too much. Is he right? Is he going to get swept? You got it right. You can put it on the board. Yeah. That's correct. Too much. Abreu is only the third Cuban-born player to accomplish the feat. Jose Canseco and Ioannis Cespedes are the others. Question number four. You got to get these next two right. Question four. The Warriors have outscored their opponents by 12 points per game in the NBA playoffs. That's a lot. But is it too much or not enough? It's 16, so it's not enough. Is that right? Right again. He's back. Squared up. The answer is 16.3, and that stat has been everywhere. So you got that one right. Good paying attention. And we go to the final question. The seminal moment, Justin. The defining moment on the rest of your day. Golden ticket. I've got it right here in my hand. I can give it to you. You get this right. If not, we mock you. We spit loogies at you. We goof on you. 
and you leave in shame. Do you understand? I understand. Okay. Here it is. It's all about this. Mike Piazza had five straight seasons of 30 home runs or more. Is that too much or not enough for the Hall of Fame former Dodger? Well, he was a cheater and used PED, so I'm going to say not enough. He says not enough. You sure you want to stick with that answer? I'm going to stick with it. He 100%. had back acne. You sure you want to stick on that? Yep. Uh, you don't want to change it? Absolutely not. You can change it if you want. You, I, I'm just trying to give you the option. You want to keep it? I'm staying. You sure? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. I'm staying. Okay, let's see. Is he right? That's a winner! Not enough. Piazza had eight straight seasons with 30-plus dingers. And when you say Piazza had back acne, you are not exaggerating. He, uh, I covered the Dodgers in those days. It's like he had the map of Africa on his back. It was, and and the, the, report, Racist. the reporters in the locker room, none of, none of us wanted to get near Piazza because it was like a minefield of, uh, of acne on his back. It was unreal. All right, uh, you got it right. Good job by you. You get a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. Good job by you. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. All right. There he goes. Justin in Cincinnati. He's the winner. We will get to Tinderoni Tips. Now, get your app open. Get that app open, the Periscope app, because you can be part of this. And follow Eddie on FSR. Eddie on FSR. And we will get to Tinderoni Tips with Danny G. We'll do that. We'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping. Post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Mama's away from Tinderoni Tips with Danny G Radio. We will go Live on the Periscope app as well, so you can get that on your phone. You should have it already. You should be ready to go, and you can see inside the studio and see how we make the hot dogs. It's very exciting. All right. In fact, why don't we do that right now? Here we go. Let's do this. Tinderoni Tips. In a bit of a dry spell. Tinder guru Danny G is here to help. If you have a romantic query and you are under the age of 50 and you're not freaky or disgusting, please give us a call. Danny G making his way around the console and into the studio on this Tinderoni Tips. Solid relationship advice, dating advice from Danny G, a man who has spent a life in radio. And uh, we call it Tinderoni Tips because of the easiness of dating on tinder and uh, we have a list of questions sent in from actual listeners before we get to that though uh, how about this uh, danny from uh, maxim magazine a new dating app study says women are turned on by guys who drink pbr and do not wear cargo shorts <laughs> you buy that uh the cargo shorts yeah is the, the other thing people have been joking around about on social media the past couple of weeks are the rompers Oh, well, that's we, we just, talked about that that's too. Ridiculous, yeah, ridiculous, man. Yeah, the only one that could pull it What's off. What's wrong is... with cargo shorts, though? What's wrong with it? Uh, they, bad they, look. Yeah, that's like a Harbaugh look. You want to be like Harbaugh? Yeah. All right. Uh, Nick on Twitter writes in, says, "Danny G, I met a girl online that I really like, but she has a huge caterpillar eye, eyebrows rather, and uh, bugs me. <laughs> is there anything I can do about that? 
No, because you just met her. So you're, you're going to have to date her for a while before you could drop hints about, hey, uh, you know, what's, what's the deal with your eyebrow? I've, have you seen some of the photos of girls on Instagram or anywhere on, on the internet, Ben, of some of the huge eyebrows some girls are rocking nowadays? I haven't seen a lot of that, but the fingernail thing. Like the women with the really long fingernails, that's disturbing. That's yeah. not like an in, but you know those freaky people with fingernails that are like <laughs> this long? It's like, come on. Ridiculous. Uh, how, do you, how would you bring that up in conversation? I was like, I, just, I, I'm really into you, but your eyebrows to, are disgusting. You'd have I, to just do it straight up by dropping hints, but you can't do that until you're dating. You know, yeah, you, you, yeah. he's screwed right now. All right. Uh, Cal King, isn't that a bed? Uh, writes in on Twitter, <laughs> says, did you hear about the guy who took his date to court for the $17 movie ticket? Yeah, I did read that story. She texted him during the movie, uh, would Ben uh, do this? <laughs> oh, would you take a girl to court for $17? Uh, Probably. Oh, isn't there more to the story? Didn't like she like leave him there or something Well, like yeah, that? because he complained about her texting, so she got up to act like she was going to go use the restroom, and she ditched him. She left. Yeah, they're both douches. Okay, they're both douches, uh, and they they deserve each other. So yeah, he got he got his money. Right? He, wasn't he upset that he got the money? Like she paid him off. Right? By the way, some show intervened. I read a follow up. It's a TV and show. She, right? Yeah, she gave him the seventeen bucks, and so supposedly they're you know. Well, there's, they're, they're not going to keep dating. Yeah. It was like a, no, not yeah, at all. Yeah. But there's not going to be any court anymore. All right, uh, Josh. But yeah, man, don't, yeah. don't be texting <laughs> during a movie, and don't text really on a date. How about this? You turn your phone yeah. off, and it doesn't matter. Seriously. That Un- guy's such look, a douche. Unless, turn your phone off. Unless she's a mom and has a kid or something, needs to check on a babysitter, that's one thing. But other than that, put your phone and, away. And I know because my wife likes the movies. We go to the movies a lot. When you go to the movies, before the movies, they always had the, the <laughs> dancing popcorn, You know, come get refreshments, and then they say, turn your phone off. Yeah. Oh, I know. Put I watched the, the new Alien movie last weekend, and a big blur of light lit up behind me, and I gave somebody the, the look of death because they were looking at their phone and they were texting. Uh, Josh on Twitter, there's a girl on Match who messaged me. She's cute, but her cat is in every photo. Is that a, <laughs> a red flag, every photo with her? Yeah, that's disturbing. And, I, and I've seen women like that on dating sites where their pet is in almost every photo. That is scary, Ben. If... If a woman is that attached to her animal, then I, I would worry about that a little bit. There has to be some separation. There has to be some separation. Alon in uh, Fremont on Twitter says, I've been dating a hot one. Well, good for you, Lon. Uh, the past month, and she's been bugging me to take her to karaoke, but my voice is trash. Your thoughts? <laughs> tequila, tequila, tequila shots. Yeah. Just liquid no, courage, Lon. You're not supposed to be good at karaoke. It's all about having a good yeah. attitude, right? Not all of us can be Eddie. Well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm the singer. I just choose not to do it. That's what I... An icon has been born. Well, maybe. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Back at it again. We know the Cavaliers exploded in the second half. Uh, They win big, and so Cleveland pulling away from Boston. Uh, They are a win away, a win away from the NBA final three-peat. 
a three-time-in-a-row situation. Not that they're going to win three in a row because they have uh, they're one and one, but the Golden State Warriors are awaiting the Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. We'll, we'll also have a, a gossip story about this game that's making the rounds in the gossip pages. We'll get to that later in the hour. But I wanted to shift away from basketball where Kyrie Irving played like the, the earth was flat and was wonderful uh, and move over to the National Football League. And no, I am not going to deliver a sermon to you about celebrating in the NFL. I'm not going to do that. I've already done my sermon on partying and celebrating in the National Football League. I like the fact that the NFL changed it. This is a net positive. Let players celebrate. Let there be group celebrations. Let there be fun. Let there be fun in the NFL. Uh, speaking of the NFL, Odell Beckham. We need to talk about this. He's a lot of things. He's a talented receiver. He's a free spirit. Uh, he spends a lot of money on his hair. He likes to party. And he is also the answer to a trivia question. You might not have seen this. Maybe you were not focusing on this kind of business news. But the people over at Nike gave Odell Beckham Jr. the biggest sponsorship deal for a football player. He's got it. That's what we're being told here. So I wanted to talk about this. Now, Beckham got a five-year contract that will pay him a reported $45 million from the swoosh. Now, that's not basketball money. And now, why do basketball players get paid more on their shoe deals than football players? There are two reasons for that. Uh, Number one, the basketball sneaker as seen by the general population as being a more important factor in a player's performance. Like You don't often debate, well, Tom Brady would have been better if he'd been wearing different shoes. People don't debate that. People don't think about football cleats when they think about a football player. But bas- basketball, it's become ingrained. Uh, the player, what kind of shoe does he wear? And you think this perception that you'll jump higher if you wear a certain type of shoe, which we know is not true. And then the other reason that basketball players get more than football players is basketball players don't wear helmets. And that's that matters in the marketing game. But the contract that Beckham got, it's about two times more than the any of the previous contracts that Nike's handed out to a football player. He's 24 years old. He'll be a larger brand ambassador I know you're concerned about Nike's business, uh, including different marketing outside of football. So you could see a line of Beckham clothes that do not involve football gear. So that's that's all on the table. And according to the agent, did you hear what the agent for, for Odell said? The, the agent for Odell, I'll tell you, he said that this deal with Nike proved that he, Odell Beckham, is an icon. That's what he said. All right, so the question's obvious. Do you buy the fact or sell the fact that Odell Beckham, according to his agent, who clearly has a vested interest in this, is an icon? Now, you're likely expecting me to counter this and say, well, he's not an icon. I can't. I mean, I'm not going to do it. He's not an icon. But I'm going to actually buy this. I'm going to buy the fact that Odell Beckham is an icon. And I'll tell you why. First of all, Nike market research clearly has shown that Odell Beckham Jr. is worth a whole lot of money. 
that this is a reasonable investment. We're talking about a massive conglomerate. They don't just hand out big shoe contracts anymore like they're candy on Halloween. It does not happen. There are a lot of uh, people involved. There's red tape. There's layers to the bureaucracy at Nike. And people had to sign off on this, and they all signed off on it, or enough of them did. And so Beckham was also helped by the fact that we're told there was a bidding war going on between some of the other shoe companies. I heard Adidas was in on this, and they were trying to steal away Beckham. So that's the old supply and demand rules. Like when you're a free agent, you want everyone to get in on you. And it's the old line in baseball. Like you never want to trash the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers now because they're the money teams. They're going to spend the money, so you have to praise them, even if you don't want to play in Boston, New York, or L.A., because they're going to up the offer. They're going to raise the ante, if you will. And the shoe companies believe there is a scarcity of people that will move the needle. There's not a scarcity of football players, but there aren't very many of them that have a good Q score, and their Q rating is not that great, most of them. So the ones that stand out, they can move the sneakers. Now, the second part of this, and the reason I am buying what Beckham's agent said, that this proves he's an icon. See, I I did some research for this. By the definition of the word icon, Odell Beckham now qualifies. Now, you got to move past the first definition because the first definition is a painting of Jesus uh, and and, uh, some kind of holy thing. I don't believe that Beckham, uh, I'm not going to compare him to Jesus Christ. I'm not going to do that. But Oxford Dictionaries say that icon, the, the second definition down, is a person or thing regarded as a representative symbol of something. And that is where Beckham falls. Clearly, Nike is a a fan of him, and the the people at Madison Avenue are treating Odell like a favorite son. Big fans. He's a darling of Madison Avenue. And so there's a couple of lessons from this mega contract that Odell Beckham has gotten, this shoe contract, that location, yet again, does matter. Not only in real estate— But when you're trying to become a brand spokesman, the New York market was a gigantic factor. You know that. I know that. And deep down, Odell Beckham knows that. There are 20 million people that live in the greater New York City area, the metropolitan area around New York. And that is huge. right? And winning is also overrated. And people talk all the time, oh, you haven't won, it it sucks. You're not legit till you win. Winning in the advertising game does not factor. It's great if you do win, but they don't need you to win to get commercials. And Beckham's just the latest example. He's never played in the Super Bowl. He's only been around a few years. The Giants have a losing record in the regular season with Odell Beckham. He's never been on a team that won a playoff game. And the one playoff game that he performed in was tarnished by the boat scandal uh, the the end of the regular season. And so the Giants have not had a winning team. They had a good year last year, but they've got a losing record overall. And the signature moment of Odell Beckham's career was what? It was the one, that's right, the one-handed catch against the Dallas Cowboys. It happened to be on a Sunday night football game. Do you know who won that game? 
the Dallas Cowboys won that game. Style matters also. Style is important. Odell Beckham has had all kinds of debauchery off the field. He's been a favorite son of the tabloids in New York City. And that overindulgence, living that 24-7 lifestyle, has helped. That's helped get to this point. Beckham is seen as, according to Nike and these other companies that he does business with, he is cool, man. He's absolutely cool. And part of it is the fact that he was hanging out with Trey Songs and all the other nut, nut jobs on the boat. Now, the final word on this, the final word, as it currently stands, Odell Beckham, the endorsement deal with Nike, means he's going to get paid more, at least for the short term, from Nike than he is from playing in the NFL. Now, there's several NBA players that have this set up. Beckham, we believe, will be the first NFL player where he's going to make more money from outside playing the sport that he is being paid to play. That's not going to last that long. The reason that is is Beckham's on his rookie contract, and you would assume that the Giants in the near future are going to break the piggy bank and toss a bunch of coins at Odell Beckham. If Odell Beckham, I'll make a statement here. I believe I'm accurate on this. If Odell Beckham had been drafted by the Detroit Lions or the Tennessee Titans, and they're the teams that had the picks before the Giants, the, the two teams in front of the Giants that could have drafted Beckham, all right. Lions and Titans. If he plays in Tennessee or Michigan, does he get the biggest contract in the history of football from Nike? You know the answer. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We will take your phone calls. You are welcome to be part of the show. You know the number. You know how to get a hold of us here. We'd love to have you. And also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of of the festivities, and Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia is here. And there's been a rumor going around, Eddie, involving the Cavaliers that Khloe Kardashian was banned from attending Cleveland Cavalier games. I know this is very important to you and into the hearts and minds of the American people. They need to know this. And also our friends in New Zealand, it's very important, but there was a big headline that said that Khloe Kardashian had been banned from Cavalier games by LeBron James. By LeBron! Because you know, she's dating Tristan Thompson, Eddie, as you know. And They're she, still dating? Yeah. And he's dating. banned her? I don't, I don't see that. Well, the, uh, all, the Cavaliers are denying it. But it is a widely reported rumor. Well, that makes it... Like she, legitimate. She's shown up to playoff games. Like she was in Toronto, right? Or she the games in Cleveland. Maybe she didn't go to the games in Toronto. But I've seen like photographs of her at the game. Anywhere the Kardashians go, there's a parade of cameras following them around. So, well, what's the uh, what's the supposed explanation for this? She's a distraction to the team or something? I mean, why why would he care who was at the game? Yeah, well, uh, it's it started on a gossip website, which is. It hits about 10%, this particular gossip website, on their reports. It's not a very good batting average. Yeah. Every once in a while, they get it right. They, they well, pretty much will put anything on there. If you, like, you send them a rumor, it'll be on the front page of the website. Broken clock is right twice a day, right? That kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. Every once in a while, they get one right. But uh, apparently, this is this is not correct. So. Everyone stand down. There has been no Kardashian ban. No Kardashian ban. 
But Khloe Kardashian must really like Tristan Thompson, though, to have to spend that much time in Cleveland. Right? She must really like be into him. Because she could be hanging out in LA or the south of France or now she's, Italy she's the or, same one who uh, was with Lamar Odom, right? Yeah, the she's uh, they're all jock sniffers and she uh <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that yeah. term. It's oh, a good God. term, it's an accurate term. Right? Uh, some people women uh, you know, women find men all kinds of different ways, but uh she watches uh, NBA games to find uh, her boyfriends. That's what she does. Pencil neck. Exactly. Where's pencil neck Raven? There's a guy that's a good missed. question. He was a legend. They come and they go. They like come a, and they go. I know. It's like a one-hit wonder. He, call, he called a couple of times. We miss Pencil Neck Ray. All right, we'll take some more phone calls. The uh, the whole deal. Uh, Danny G is here, Koopa Loop. Later this hour, the games are back. The games are back now. Uh, we will have Password, the word game of the stars. Password will be returned. And it was on hiatus uh, last week. We had a little time out there. The staff was involved in some cheating, and we had to... We had to put the kibosh on that, and uh, being the adult on the show, I had to stop everyone here, so we did, and we will start afresh with the password, the word game of the stars. Heckle me this. Heckle me this. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. It's been said the Ben Maller Show is the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Dave writes in and says, Ben, I am not, I am not willing to buy the uh, monologue there. I'm not willing to bestow icon status on uh, someone who has been owned by a field goal uh, kicking practice net. Talking about Odell uh, Beckham. Well, if Nike's smart, they'll have a series of commercials featuring Odell and the kicking net. Josh also says, I thought that was Beckham's defining moment uh, thus thus far. Yeah. Uh, so who would, you, who would you rather be, Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown? I, I don't see Antonio Brown getting all the commercials. Odell Beckham's the one getting all the commercials. And is Antonio Brown a better receiver? Yeah, absolutely. Madison Avenue plays in New York, and people who are involved in advertising, that's the mecca, right? That's where they're all headquartered, all their offices right there. Uh, It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. A follow-up to a story we gave you a couple weeks ago, a story that no one on my staff would comment on. Uh, They were all afraid of, uh, a bunch of cowards that I work with here. Uh, I thought it was a great conversation topic, and they were so paranoid that they'd get in trouble, that they wouldn't comment on it. But remember the guy in Florida, the man that was on a trial for murder, who claimed that his girlfriend, uh, let's just say that she might have choked uh, during a certain activity because this guy is such a man. Okay. Did you see the follow-up to this? He used the large member defense and we have a resolution to his case. The man was found not guilty of second-degree murder. <gasps> He's out of jail. Now, there is more to the story. Like this, the, the, the payoff on this is, yeah, he got, he got out of it. He's not been convicted. He would have been facing life in prison if he had been convicted. The jury spent five hours deliberating. The defense attorney had asked the judge to allow this guy to show his junk in court. I like my meat season. 
And it never got to that, though. Show it, me your Johnson. It never got to that because the defense did a pivot during the trial, and they decided, uh, no, we're, we're not going to go down that. We're not going to go down that avenue. You got to do like this. Wiener. So they, there was a motion filed to show the uh, the aforementioned. Uh, part of the anatomy there to the jury. I like the extended wiener. The judge never ruled on that request to put the uh, member on display uh, for the court, so uh, we did not get that, but uh, this guy is free to move around, and uh, I would think in that part of Florida, uh, this guy will be uh, very popular at, uh, with the ladies there. He's in his 60s, but... Oh, yeah, he's going to be real popular with, with yeah. the ladies. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, sure. got the monster going on, apparently, Eddie, he got, and he got away with it. All right, uh, it's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Now, heckle me this. Let's take it out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's go to the audio tape, as we say, Joey Votto. Do we have this, Koopaloop? Here we go. Here's Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds getting into it with a heckler, and it was being recorded on a cell phone, and... Listen to Votto of the Reds, been around for a long time. He's got one of those $200 million contracts, and he would not back down from the heckling Cincinnati Red fan. Now, in my defense, when I heard that on my phone, it sounded great. I don't know if you heard that. I don't know if it translated to radio because the uh, there's a lot of ambient noise. Not that there were a lot. Of I think f- we're gonna need you to translate. Yeah. That. All right, uh, boy. Why did we play it? Because we had it. Uh, but again, it sounded fine when I listened to it. But then I, you know, I'm wearing headphones. I couldn't barely hear it here. Uh, so Vado's warming up. It looks like it's between innings, or maybe there's a pitching change. And Vado's in the on deck circle at the Reds game at the Great American Ballpark, and a red, we assume a Cincinnati fan, right near the on-deck circle, starts heckling Joey Votto. He says, I remember when you used to be good. Which is, you know, nice little drop line on that. And Votto, rather than just ignoring him, he said, I'm going to come back at this guy. And Votto immediately responded with, by saying, I remember when you used to be thin. <laughs> And it went back and forth there. And then Avado, he didn't go any further because he saw the, the person with the camera, the phone, uh, the phone camera, and he said, uh, he pointed out that he has something to lose. He said, there's a guy right here filming this. I got something to lose, and you guys don't even have a life. So you got nothing to lose at all. That's uh, Joey Votto of the... Uh, the rest. So I guess the the lesson there, like how much trouble would he have gotten in if if Votto had just come at this guy and said, "You are so disgustingly ugly, you're an ogre," uh, and, and just uh, just attacked him with profanity. Like, what's gonna is he gonna get fined? I guess he'd get fined, right? Would he get suspended for that? I know baseball's into the word police thing now. It depends and, on what he said. It's possible. But if he kept it clean, if he just kept it clean, the insults then he'd probably were clean. just get fined. You get fun. Yeah. Okay. So we do have a license, then we can say whatever we want to baseball players. 
and they can't really come at us too much because we pretty have the much ultimate, yeah. yeah you can get thrown out of the ballpark but that's not who cares I mean that's not a big deal this reminds right? me of a story from when I was blogging at the infamous BenMaller.com days back in the old west of the internet and I got a tip that Latrell Sprewell had gotten into it with some hecklers then playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves and sure enough it got caught by the back uh, back of the rim microphones and it was at a Clipper Timberwolves game and this woman was heckling the trail Spreewell and Spreewell was shooting a foul shot and as I remember the story he responded to the heckler by uh, telling her very graphically what she can do uh, and yelled it and everyone in the arena heard it and the microphones picked it up and it got reported on BenMaller.com and the trail Spreewell got fined a game check. Cost him $60,000. It's a $60,000 hit on that. It's payback. I did. You know who I did that for? I did that for the old coach of the Golden State Warriors, P.J. Carlissimo. That's what I did it for because uh, he, he uh, real tried to choke him. Anyway. He didn't try to do it. He well, did, he did, choke he did him. actually choke him. Yeah, that's a good point. It was not – well, he didn't go all the way, which is good because P.J. would, would not be here. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, you know the number. This is a call to action. And if no one calls for this, Eddie, we don't have to play password because I'm not giving out the number until tomorrow. So if no one calls, we do not give out the number. We'll just do something else. I have other content here. I have a pile of things that we haven't gotten to yet. So we'll get to some of that. But if you want to call, feel free to call right now. And if you do call, we'll get a couple of people. We'll play password, the word game of the stars. We will get to that possibly in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. We'll have password, the word game of the stars. We'll get to that coming up in just a couple of minutes. You can get at us on Twitter, at Ben Maller. Some people saying uh, that they liked last week not having the games and they wish we would go back to that. And so I, I, you know, people, if enough people want us to go back to that, we will. We'll get rid of the games again. Uh, El Nino was the person that really triggered the ban of the games. He uh, intentionally tanked a game. And uh, so he, uh, he wants us to wish him a happy birthday. We, we don't do shout-outs. And the fact that you tank the game, El Nino, I hope, you, I hope you have a terrible birthday. I hope your birthday sucks. Okay? I'm upset with you, El Nino. You, you intentionally rigged a radio no. game show. That is a federal crime. Now, the other side of the coin is that he was just a bad contestant, and you lost. No, 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 no. And he was so not because, a bad contestant. Because you lost, no, 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 which we don't play anymore, but now it's called Balderdash. Uh, and uh, I believe the uh, the evidence is overwhelming. The listeners know what happened. They know that El Nino was in the tank. No. And it's embarrassing. LeBron James had a bad game the other day. It happens. El Nino had a bad day. 
Shocking that a cheater like Eddie would have El Nino's back. Were you in on this? Did you pay El Nino, Eddie? Uh, no, I sure did not. There was nothing to be in on. You Willie, just lost. Willie. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on from that. Now, I assume that you have some kind of employment, you listening, right? And your job is better than my job, uh, at least. Uh, remember that study? We talked about it. I think we brought it up on the show a couple weeks ago, that the two worst careers to have in 2017, according to a study by CareerCast, I don't even know what that is, uh, but th- the study said the two worst jobs to have are newspaper reporter, which I'm not, and broadcaster, which apparently I am. Uh, and so I have one of the worst jobs in 2017. Your job is better than my job. And, uh, but if you want to get a new job and you're in a position to hire someone or you're looking for a job, I recommend ZipRecruiter. But if you're in a position to hire someone, uh, there's a lot of competition out there. You're often overwhelmed on where to post your job to find the best candidate. I recommend our friends at ZipRecruiter because with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites. And then just one little click. Anybody can do that. Uh, Their powerful technology takes over, efficiently matching the right people to your job. Better than anyone else. And that's why ZipRecruiter is different in a positive way. Unlike those other job sites, ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It's not the way that it works best. It finds them. In fact, they say that over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 20 Four hours. That means that if you post your job on ZipRecruiter right now, by tomorrow morning, you will likely have a qualified candidate ready to go, and you can start that process. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. And find out today why ZipRecruiter's been used by businesses of all sizes, the big, the medium, the small and everything in between, find the most qualified job candidates and get those immediate results, which isn't isn't that just the point of all this, right? You want to hire people. You want people that will be productive. You want results for your business. And right now, my listener, you, I will not tell anyone about this, you as a listener to the Ben Maller Show can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. That's the F word we're allowed to say on radio. Uh, Big Sean's girlfriend called the show and said the F word we're not allowed to say. You can say the word free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Maller. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Maller, M-A-L-L-E-R. One more time. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Maller. Attention, everyone. And the password is password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. And away we go on Password, the word game of the stars. Welcome in our contestants. See who we have lined up here to play Password. I was hoping no one would call. But unfortunately, my hopes were not, my hopes and dreams were not realized. That's a welcome in. Who do we have? We have... Kathy in Portland. Hello, Kathy. Well, hello. You and I have always been partners, and you didn't want me to call? Well, I didn't want anyone to call. But I, no, I, I, that I, really hurt my feelings. I thought really? we were the slash siblings. Oh, you want to hang up? You wanna... 
No, not no. really. I thought no. you wanted to be my partner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, if you're offering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, what time do you start work, Kathy? I have today off. Oh, you do? Oh, good. Yeah, I've got an ophthalmology appointment, so okay. I have the day off. All right. So whatever that like, is. I've been up all night just to do Okay, cool. Some people don't uh, have a life. You, you are motivated, Kathy. That is dedication. <laughs> I need a golden ticket. Okay, well, you'll, if you win, you'll get one. And who else do we have playing? We've got Pete in Northern California. Hello, Pete. Hello, Big Ben. Welcome in, Pete. Sir. And what do you do for a living, Pete? I work for the big brown company that uh, delivers your packages. What can brown do for you? That's not their slogan anymore, though, is it? Is that still their slogan? Um, you don't know. I have no clue. You have no idea. You don't care about that. Yeah, UPS is a great con- a great company. I have a friend of mine uh, who works there. Great benefits, right? Terrific benefits. Yeah, absolutely. That's my fallback. After Costco won't hire me, I'll uh, move over to the- what can Brown. Uh, they-, they probably won't hire me either. All right, uh, hold on a sec, Pete. Uh, we have Pete, Kathy. You can partner up with any one of us. Kathy, who would you like to partner up with on the show? Hello, Kathy. Hello. I'm sorry there was a little click there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the part. Let's do it. Okay. She picked me. Uh, and Pete, who would you like to partner up with, Pete? Make it a classic. Eddie? Uh, Anything involving Eddie's not a classic. Uh, are you there? Okay. Yes, Dan. No, I, I stepped outside the room. I think I got cut off. You didn't get cut off. You're still there. there we go. We're, we're, you, know, you guys are sabotaging the of phone. Of course we are. Yes. Yes. You're yes. the one with God, the fingers. So not, I have five. Oh. I have so four paranoid. fingers and a thumb. Did you? You heard her. She can't hear. Can you hear me, Kathy? Goodness. You cut me off. I didn't cut you off, Kathy. Can you hear me? She can't hear me. Oh gosh. She can hear you. She cannot hear me. All right, it's Kathy and Ben, All right, the now, bad actor versus Pete now, and Eddie. We're gonna have a. Oh, she can't hear me. Why can't she not hear? Me? What are you doing in there? I've not touched anything. We're not anywhere near the phones. You control the phones during the games. She turned the radio up. Uh, she hung up. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, you and you thought that was me. Yet again, you how sabotaged would, how would we the have phone. done that? I don't huh? know. I don't know what you you idiots did. She's probably calling oh, back. Boy. Answer the phone there. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> oh, that's great. See, we, this, we had a week. La- None of this happened last week. None of this happened last week. You try to be a grown-up. You stop the damn oh, games. Oh, yeah, you're a grown-up. And then we bring the games back, and then we got this nonsense. Yeah. It's a crime is what it sure is. Sure helped you in yesterday's game. All right. Apparently, she's back. Are you there, Kathy? Hello, Kathy. I think so- something's messed up, Danny. She can't hear clearly. All right, hold. On. Let me try. Let me try something else here. Hold on a sec. Kathy, are you there, Kathy? I am. All right. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. All right. You, so, We're gonna win. Come now, on, Ben. Now, Pete, can you hear me, Pete? I got you, Big Ben. Okay. It's very odd. I don't understand why that is. I just flipped them and then it worked. All right. Uh, very good. Let's get started now. All right, I'm gonna now have Luis pick the word. Yeah. There you go. You need somebody to pick yeah. one through ten. Uh, all right, uh, Luis. Now, who's going first? Uh, that Kathy was... was on the line first, okay. so Kathy and Ben are So up. the good uh, team will go first. All right, very good. Uh, Luis, you want to pick a number between 1 and 10? That would be number 5, Ben. Uh, number 5. All right, uh, very good. Let's do this. You ready to go, Kathy? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Rip City! Uh, let's go. <laughs> what did she say? Rip City. All right. Uh <laughs> All right, let's go with uh, rivalry. Enmity. What? 
Huh? Who? Enmity. Kathy, we're we're overnight radio people, Kathy. What? what? We don't I even know. know. We don't even know what that word is. She we're dropped. All, she dropped like a twenty dollar word. We on have, we're not highly wow. educated here. I, all right, uh, no, that's uh, terrible. Now, now, Pete. Oh my God, Pete, are you familiar with the Maller maneuver? Sam, you are. Yes. Okay. Right. Here we go. Oh, Eddie's already maneuver. stealing my tricks. Here. here we go. Ready? Yep. Family. Feud. Yes. <laughs> All right, and now hey, what's what's the score, Coop? Uh, uh, that that oh, would be and, nine and, nothing, and okay. that was um, wow. an excellent Thank use you. of the Maller maneuver. I thought so as well. <laughs> look, look, look at perfect how execution. Look how excited Coop. You, you guys haven't learned anything. All right, let's uh, keep going. You right, suck Pete, at the games. Pete and Eddie's first word, and uh, Luis is going to pick. Correct? Yeah. Go ahead, Lewis. Pick word number two. Number two. All right. Pete, the password is percussion. Drums. Yes. That was an easy one. All right, let's keep going. I think you might want to call this one off. Keep going, Luis. Keep going. 19 nothing. Keep going, Luis. Shut up. Keep going. We're short on time. Keep going. Wake up, Kathy. Wake up, Kathy. Snap out of it, Kathy. It's all your fault, Kathy. Come on, Kathy. Couldn't be Ben's fault. Come on, Luis. Pick another number. Hurry up. Number eight. Number eight. All right. Uh, here we go, Kathy. Remember, we're doing overnight radio. We are not. <laughs> we are not going to. What are you talking about? This is twenty dollars words this here. NPR here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Demolish. Defeat. No! Oh my God, Kathy! Oh. All right, Pete. Uh, oh my God. Ben said demolish. Yeah, my great, pass, great, my password to you would be oh my god explode <laughs> yes oh, oh my that's god. 28 Whoa. nothing blowout man this is fun Uh-oh. i'm so so glad the games are back kathy yeah i'm in trouble ben's not going to let me be his partner ever again kathy i'm not you made a poor decision purpose. kathy did, did, did coop put you up to this oh, kathy? here we go here we go Kathy, here we go. Are you serious, Kathy? Sir, just between us, Kathy uh, would I, never do that, Ben. I don't she know. would not. She's a classy lady. How dare I you? I would never do that. I am so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Right. It's not your fault. It's right. Ben. We'll end the uh, end, no, end the no, game no, right it's now. It's Ben's fault. But it was a fair game. There was no as far as well. Danny wasn't cheating, at least. Uh, so uh, <laughs> thank you. For that, congratulations, uh, Pete. You won a golden ticket, my friend. Oh, well yeah. earned. Thank you, uh, Luis. There, give him the song, Danny. That's a winner. Uh, you're, and, uh, you're running out of excuses, so Mr. Good, Mallard. The games are back. And, and our friend Kathy, we're going to give you the golden boot. Where is? I don't hear the golden boot. Where is? Let me see here. There it is, the golden boot for Kathy in Portland. Wow. Uh, in great shame there. And uh, she tried to. She tried a twenty-dollar word. Okay. I still don't know what she said. I don't even know what that is. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, we will have Cowboys Corner. If he calls, we'll get to that. We'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have 
Cowboys Corner coming up in just seconds. Just seconds. And uh, how about this from the Olympics? Now, I'm not an Olympic guy, but apparently they gave out a bunch of defective medals at the Rio Olympics that were completed uh, somewhat recently. And there was a report out that, I was reading earlier, more than 80 American athletes have had to send back medals they won at the Rio Olympics. Why, you ask? Well, it turns out that the uh, the medals had been flaking. They had black spots and other damage on them. Don't! So, so who who made the medal? I, I want to know the rest of the story. Are they actually really gold medals? Isn't there like this a very small percentage of gold in there? We'll have more on that. Right now, though, Cowboy John Brad, Windsor, Ontario. Okay, at 5.52 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Wednesday, um, May 24, 2017. Yesterday, yeah, my long-lost boy. buddy Larry Gauthier was 64. Marvelous Marvin Hagler was 63. Um... Let's see. And uh, both uh, uh, Bray oh, White of the WWE was uh, 30, and his brother uh, Bo Dallas will be 27. And happy uh, birthday tomorrow. to El Nino! At 82 years ago today, T- the first uh, uh, night game in the in the uh, major leagues. Well, I'm married. My wife likes to dress up. She... And the uh, what? Buck Showalter was 61 yesterday. Yeah, oh, he's 61. Buck Showalter is he going to manage till he's like 75? Outkick the coverage. Clay Travis warming up in the bullpen right now. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.